catch a virus. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep, frazzle drift deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. My head. Anyways, <laughs> hooligans, hooliganettes, thank you so much for tuning in to a live edition of the Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy podcast. I am big country uh, on the other end of the mic. It's me, boy. And on tonight's show, we have an outstanding guest. Um, somebody who I discovered randomly on Instagram. Glad that I did. Reached out. He agreed to come on the show. Mr. Jake Gutierrez. Brother, how are you? I'm well, boys. How are you? Hanging in there. Just fighting the new world order, dude. Every day. One day at a time. One day at a time. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> trying try to ignore him. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Um, so Jake, I, I like I, I mentioned, um, we were talking before the show, and then we started getting good, and I was like, all right, we got to jump in here. Um, that I stumbled across you on a podcast, um, the Papa Ron, Ron. Papa Ron, <laughs> Papa. I could, I was, I don't know why I want to go to the J, like Papa John. Maybe he's like. <laughs> I saw some commercials earlier. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> um, and you were talking about that you are no longer a U.S. citizen. You're a U.S. national. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck yeah. What's really interesting is we had a, uh, another individual on our show. His name is Brandon Joe Williams um, talking about the financial aspect of once you do this. Um, don't have to do this, but once you do this. And it was our most downloaded episode, like, of all time. Yeah. Um, and so that was just a few short months ago, and I saw you, and I said, oh, man, I know exactly what he's talking about. Well, when I went to their show to listen to the episode, man, you had an incredible story. And I was, like, I was just there for the conspiracy, like, the, the conspiracy, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be dope. And it was in its own way. So when I, I asked you to be on our show... Um, I wanted to start the show with kind of your story because it's really remarkable and you're writing a book about it um, that I, I recommend everyone go check out, especially when Jake breaks it down. So, man, why don't you just go ahead and take it away? Yeah, I mean, uh, where do we start, right? I was born at a young age, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, born and raised in Kansas City. I uh, grew up in a uh, pretty middle, middle of the road, middle class family. Both parents worked. Um, you know, we were by no means, uh, really wealthy, but mm -hmm. I, I didn't really know for, for want, you know, uh, I, I had everything. I was very fortunate. I had everything I, I needed, uh, and most things that I wanted. 
Uh, I grew up with two awesome parents. Um, didn't get along with them very well, which is probably real normal. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so uh, my parents have a weird story themselves. They uh, got divorced when I was seven and then got remarried to each other when I was 12. So, oh. uh, <laughs> so that was unique. Uh, I'm yeah. a middle child. I have an older brother and a younger brother. Older brother's eight years older than me. Younger brother's two years younger than me. So I, I grew up with all the traumas of a middle child. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, cancer sucks and it's a big part of my uh, life. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. uh, my mom was diagnosed with cancer before I was even born. Oh, damn. Um, her story was pretty f phenomenal. Uh, you know, when she's giving birth to my brother, the doctor noticed a lump on her neck and um, and she had a, a tumor on her uh, thyroid. Oh, wow. Shit. Wow. So she had to have her thyroid removed and she was 20 years old at the time. Uh, yeah. And I was actually named after the doctor that found that tumor oh, wow. and had it removed. So there's Dr. Jacobs and I was, I'm Jacob Patrick. And wow. So uh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, my mom was just, you know, she's one of my absolute heroes. Um, you know, then when I was 11 um, or 12, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and then fought Fuck. that off fought that offer fuck um, yeah and, and you know so uh somebody you know, played I, with like a ouija board in your family or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean it's all perfection in my eyes you know it all happened there's no there's no such thing i don't use yeah. the word coincidence anymore because right exist, you know 100 yep, uh, percent. i you know it, it's i i practice extreme ownership in my life you know jocko willick is one of my greatest yeah. teachers, he, he has wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. And it's like, you know, I have to take ownership, even if, you know, if it's 0.001% my fault, it's still 0.001% my fault. Right. You know, and so there's just, there's lots of things that I, I grew up with, uh, you know, that I didn't realize till after the time that were, you know, traumatic experiences, you know, when you're 12 years old, watch your mom go through chemotherapy and radiation for sure uh, right not not knowing if she's going to live you know i compartmentalize that as a 12 year old mm -hmm. and i don't realize the trauma of like wow your mom might die and you're living with that as a 12 year old you know and right. things i've had to go back in my past and unpack and work through and i'm a big believer of therapy i see a therapist regularly um mm -hmm. you know uh but you know going back to how i, I you know grew up at, and, and, you know, both my parents, my mom passed away in 2007 when I was 27. Mm. My dad passed away in 2011 when I was 31. Um, those Jeez. events absolutely shaped my life and, and made me who I am. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't um, today, I don't have any ill will against those things happening to me. I don't feel sorry for myself. Um, mm. I appreciate when people extend their sympathies out to me and say, I'm sorry you had to go through that. But, you know, I. I I say thank you, but, and it, it made me the man I am today. And right. I'm, I'm proud of the man I am today. And my parents would be proud of the man I am today. So without those events happening in my life, I wouldn't be who I am without those things happening. So, you know, it's the universe, it's universe perfection. You know, we may right. like it, we may not like it, but what I've come to understand is that, you know, we are not our human emotions. Uh, how I respond to those human emotions is kind of who I am. Uh, and I don't have to react. I can respond today, which for the longest time, for the majority of my life, that's not how I lived. Um, mm. I was a giant reactionary person. Um, you know, uh, I, I, for a long time, I thought, you know, 
why'd God do this to me? Poor me, you know, um, right. uh, alcoholism and addiction is part of my story. Um, I'm over nine years sober today. Um, awesome. Awesome. But don't, don't give me, I, I love beer and whiskey. And for those who, who, <laughs> who aren't allergic to it, like I am, please indulge. Right? I'm That's allergic right. to right. it when I, when I put right. alcohol in my body. There it is. I couldn't. I was looking for it. Realized it as soon as I could. Damn it. You know, when 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 I put alcohol and drugs in my body, I have an allergic reaction. You know, I, mm. I usually break out in uh, handcuffs. And, yeah. And, <laughs> and, yeah. And so no, recovery is a big part of my story. It's a big part of the book. Um, you know. Uh, That's great. So you know, I'm a giant uh, fan of health and nutrition today. Um, you know, back in uh, 2000. 13, I got up to 200 and, uh, or 374 pounds. Damn. Oh shit. Yeah. And I'm a, and I, you know, I'm a division one college athlete. I went to Western Illinois on a full ride college scholarship. Um, oh yeah. So, I mean, I grew up playing soccer and basketball and baseball and, and all the sports and I, you know, athletics were a big part of my childhood and, and growing up and with two brothers, you know, mm-hmm. we beat on each other quite a bit and, you know, played basketball in the front yard, played soccer in the backyard, threw the football mm-hmm. around, played a home run derby, you know, all, all those fun things that we used to do outside as a kid before, you know, right. I'm, I'm 43 years old, you know, I, I, I and I think that's kind of cool for, you know, my generation because mm-hmm. I, I, I remember what it was like, you know, when we first got call waiting, yeah. you know, I, I remember, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, the, the, the invention of a cordless telephone, yeah. you know, uh, all these things. It's like, what a cool time to live in when it was the best these these things didn't exist and now the technology that we live with today you know we we were the part of the transition yeah you know there will be people who come you know who live today that that don't have any idea what it was to have a landline to have your mom and dad pick up the phone when you're on it you know talking to a a, a chick and and like mom get off the phone right Ah, yeah Yeah, i'm trying to get on the internet somebody's gonna hang up yeah yeah exactly dial up no so you know i don't want to span too far off of 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 the you know question but you know i i i I appreciate the time and you know what a great time to be alive you know yeah best you know it's the you know it's the most perfect part of you know recorded human history it's we're you know the good and the bad it's just it's not the 90s yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man coming back it's making a comeback (laughs) Uh, you know the 90s can stay there i I love them uh, you know i'm looking forward uh but you know where i was going with that it's just you know i had i had a great childhood i had two parents that loved me i was very fortunate um you know uh Mm. so uh, with that even with that, I still, you know, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get away from, you know, mental illness. I, I, I believe, and it's just, and I, let me state this fact uh, for me right now is that like anything outside of my own experience that I share here on this mm-hmm. podcast is something that I ripped off or stole from somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not that smart of a dude. Um, you know, I today I I, tr- I try to educate myself. I I read a lot as much as I right. can. Um, you know, I, I used to hate reading. Uh, I, I, I don't think I I maybe read one book in high school. I was the king of cliff notes. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I slowly went to college to play soccer. I, I, you know, I had a full ride, but I would pick up like 26 hours and then whittle it down because you had to have 12 hours to be eligible for soccer. So mm -hmm. by the end of the semester, I, I try to figure out which classes I could have my friends sign me in and how to right. not go to class as much as possible. You know, things that, you know, if I go back, I would have taken full advantage of it. But, right. you know, that's, that's uh, you know, I've been diagnosed with ADD three different times in my life, you know. So if that mm. is, if that's a real thing, I probably have a, <laughs> a, a piece of it. My mom, you know, God, God bless her. Like she wouldn't let the doctors put me on Ritalin or Adderall. Oh, that's you know, great. She, yeah. You know, that's so smart. it's like I've had to learn how to, uh, you know, manage it. And it's right. like now, now it's like an absolute superpower. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it absolutely is. It's, it's a, it's a, it's an asset, not a liability, you know, and, right. and, and I, it's in that strictly because I had to learn how to live with it, right. you know, because it's not debilitating. It's not like, here's a pill, take this, you know, yeah. I, now I don't, uh, modern medicine has its place, but I think it's, it, it's, there, there's more, let me choose my words as, as best as I can. Uh, it causes us more harm than benefits in my right. opinion, in my Agreed. personal yeah. opinion. No. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Another part of my story is, is going back and you know, I was saying I got up to three, 374 pounds, you know, I was diagnosed with type two diabetes in mm -hmm. 2015. And that was after I lost a hundred pounds. I oh, went to a shit. doctor. So, I was, you know, I lost a hundred pounds. I thought I was doing great. And the doctor was like, Hey Jake, we got some bad news. And, and, you know, I'm about 100 days sober at this point in time, and I think he, he's going to tell me that my liver is completely toasted. And he's like, I'm like, oh, it's my liver, doc. He's like, nope, you got type 2 diabetes. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, because I saw my, my grandma and my father both had that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, I, my, my, my drug use stopped at needles. So, I mean, that, mm -hmm. I, I did every drug you can possibly imagine that didn't involve needles. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I was like, Doc, I don't want to be sticking myself with needles and taking, you know, taking pills all day long. And, and right. you know, but I, what happened is I, I went on the medicine and mm -hmm. uh, and he told me, you know, I've read some literature that, that says that you can put yourself back into prediabetes or you can basically I, I've read some journals that say people have reversed it. Right. So I, I have a nutritionist here. You can meet with her. And, and, and you know, if you're serious about not taking these pills, I, I think there might be a reality where you can not take them. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I got that's when I really got serious about my uh, nutrition because losing 100 pounds like that's people are like because I've lost a total of like 170 now. Right. You know, it's like and it's wow. like there's there's like levels like of how serious I got with my nutrition. Right. It's like the first thing. Anybody asked, like, how'd you lose that much weight? It's like, well, the first thing I started doing is if it had a drive through window, I quit eating there. Yeah, there you go. And that was the first thing that I did. That's smart. You know, right. Because I was like, you know, if, if I was eating fast food at least once, maybe twice a day some days, you know, Holy just because, you know. I, it's convenient. Yeah. It's, right it's there. convenient. And I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. You know, and, and but I also, you know, I was super unhealthy or, you know, it, 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 it's an addictive, I mean, it's, it's not really even food. It's just, uh, they make it addictive. So you want yeah. more and more and more, and then it becomes psychological. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But anyways, that's the first thing I started doing. And then, you know, I started like, instead of having like four sausage egg McMuffins for breakfast, I started doing like, you know, a, a yogurt and a cliff bar. Yeah. Right. 
Because I got lost weight doing that. And then I went and saw this nutritionist. She's like, what do you have for breakfast? Well, you know, a glass of orange juice, yogurt, you know, a cliff bar. And she's like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <For your diabetes. laughs> Look at all the sugar in that. You yeah, know? So even yeah. though it was better than what I was doing, it still wasn't like, you know, and so it's like, right. So I went from, you know, worse to, you know, you know, horrible to worse. And, that, you know, and, 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 and so it's like all been a, a, a learning experience. And, and right. so fast forward, I started getting serious about my nutrition. I started exercising more, you know, because I, I knew how to exercise from playing college sports, right. and, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, within 10 months, I just by diet and exercise, I got off the insulin. Oh, wow. So I stopped shooting myself in the needle, put myself back into pre-diabetes. And then six months after that, I, I completely, you know, after I got my blood work done, I completely reversed my diabetes. That's awesome. Yeah. Completely. Like, he's like, you're off all meds. Like, you're not even pre-diabetic anymore. Hell yeah. Like, like you're that's dope. Yeah. Well, and that, and that's like, that's not the story that the pharmaceutical companies want you to no. hear. Absolutely not. Yeah, because right. now now they lost they lost a customer. <laughs> they lost they lost a lifetime customer. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it's like these stories aren't aren't ones that you know. Because when I tell people that, like I completely reverse my diabetes, like what? Like you yeah. can do that? And I was like, yeah. And I'm not saying like, like it's not easy. And, right. Right. You know, there there's yeah. there's things that that you know you have to put in place if you really want to do that. Right. Here's the thing: is like there's nothing special about me. Right. I was like, I was always in the dumb reading group in class. <laughs> I was never good at math. Like I missed like purposely like fake sick for like three weeks in third grade, just <laughs> because I, I didn't like going to school, Yeah, you know, and I had things going on at home and I just didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't want to go to school. And so I like, I miss like the three weeks that they taught fractions. And so I've never like, <laughs> like fractions, like never have made sense since. But, but what I'm like, what I'm here to say is like, I was not born. Like there's people who are just born with special gifts and talents. Right. right like, yeah. Like, like Michael Jordan, like, like Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan, because one, he probably worked his ass off, but he mm -hmm. also too was gifted an unbelievable yeah. skill set. Right. You right. know, Tiger Woods, can smash a golf ball 400 yards, right? Yeah. Like he, 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 there's things that he was born with that I don't have, right? Right. But what I've learned to cultivate are, are the non-cognitive skills that, that, that you don't have to be born with that anybody can acquire, like mm -hmm. discipline, hard work, you know, healthy habits. Like yeah. these things are non-cognitive skills that anybody can acquire. Yeah. Right. It just, it, it's you don't have to be. I'm not born with any of that stuff. Right. I've acquired those things and, and cultivated, you know, healthy habits. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah. So it's like 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 the diabetes thing, you know, that's mm -hmm. that's a message. It's in the uh, stories in the book. And I talk about that and, you know, and, and my recovery from alcohol and drugs is a part of that. You know, it's mm -hmm. and so it's like the first question anybody asks you like when you find out you're writing a book, uh, like, Oh, what's your book about? And you know, my answer is my book is about finding your innermost self through mm -hmm. living a principled life with a whole lot of stories about unprincipled living, you know, <laughs> but that's and, the, all those unprincipled livings. That's, that's what led you to this point. You know, absolutely. I think that's a great point. Yeah. You know, cause I, I, I mean, I've been asked that question several times, like, what, is there something you would change? 
And I agree with you a thousand percent. There's not one thing that I would change because everything about my life right now, I absolutely love. And if I was to step on a butterfly in the past and not have my youngest son, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today. So, uh, you know, I growing up the way I grew up and being where I am now, it's great. I wouldn't change a fucking thing about it. And, and you're a thousand percent right. People who dwell on the past and pity themselves for things they had no control over. They don't realize how valuable those uh, experiences are to growing as a person. Absolutely. I mean, like kind of the curriculum of my life today are like, like mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have to have mistakes in my life. They are absolutely necessary. Yeah. Right. But what's yeah. not necessary today is repeating those mistakes. Right? Yeah. That's great. Like, yeah. Like making mistakes is where I learn, where I grow. You know, mm-hmm. it shows that I'm, I'm taking action in my life, you know, mm-hmm. because like the only failure in life is not taking action is like staying still, like not doing something. Right. Yeah. And so if, 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 even if you're doing something poorly, right, you're not failing because you're, 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 you're making a mistake that you can learn from. You're taking exactly. action. Yep. Right. And it's like, like I have to have mistakes in my life, but I don't, I, I don't have to repeat them. And for the mm-hmm. longest time in my life, I was just repeating the same mistakes. It's like facts cycles and it's yeah. just cycles. And it's like, facts, how, and it's like, woe is me blaming other people. It's like, until I got, got down, you know, I talked about Jocko and extreme ownership earlier. Like mm-hmm. until I understood that I had a problem, right. I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. Right. If, I don't need a solution if I don't have a problem. So if, right. I, don't, if right. I don't recognize my problem, like I don't need your solution, man. Like yeah. why are you coming to me? Well, I got right. a problem. Like, you know, cause there are so many people throughout my life. Like I'm fortunate that I have so many people that care about me in my life, family and friends that try to help me. Mm. And it's like, there's no help in me because yeah. I didn't have a problem. Right. It, it, it's right. like, it's like, I hear what you're saying, man, but here's my excuses. Here's my bullshit. We can swear here, can't we? I, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. I, I want to respect, <laughs> Let her rip. respect your, <laughs> I want to respect your guys' platform. But, yeah, you know, no, it's you're like, good. It's like, you know, I, I I was pointing the finger at everybody but me. Right. Right? And it's like, but that's like, that had to happen that way. Like, I mm-hmm. have to love that version of me, right, mm-hmm. to, to become this version. It's like, and those people that are struggling and are blaming other people, it's like, it's okay Right. But nothing's going to change until, you know, you change. Exactly. Right? And, and you can't change until, you know, I'm a big, you know, co- like I, I love the human mind. Like it is like I'm I'm obsessed with it mm-hmm. because like we don't even we can't even scratch the surface of the power of the mind. Right. Right. And, and it's like the more I learn, the more it just like opens up more avenues and in, in, in different like you know, rabbit holes I can go down and learn right. more about myself through these, you know, through these like education, really yeah. education myself, you know, it's like, so it's like, I don't know because I'm like 50, 50, right? Some days I have to think my way into good actions mm-hmm. and some days I have to act my way into good thinking. Okay. Right. Right. And it's like, and it's like, and what do I mean by that? It's like, Hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a practicer of like, like almost morning, every morning I, I, I get into the cold tub and I don't want to get into that cold tub. Right. 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 And so it's like doing the things that I know, like when I come out on the other side of them, I'm going to be, I'm going to be thankful I did them. 
Right. Right. And so it's like I act into good thinking. And but some like sometimes like, you know, when I'm with it, like I have to, you know, mm-hmm. I think all action, all action is first born in thought. Right. Right. And that's like yeah. the most powerful thing that exists on planet Earth, in my opinion, outside mm-hmm. of the like outside of love. Right. Is human thought. Yeah. Right? Because anything that we look around, you look around this room, you look around your guys' room, anything that you see was first a thought. Right. Somebody mm-hmm. had to think that up. Yeah. Right. And so like to create the life that I want, I have to, I have to really be cognitive of how I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Like what, like, like what are my thoughts? And it's like, I, to, like today, something I'm practicing is like the power of the spoken word is, is, massive yeah right and so like if i spill my cup of coffee across the table i i try not to say ah god damn it i'm an idiot yeah right because guess what i'm not an idiot right but if that's my words right my subconscious doesn't have a a filter for the true and false right (laughs) Right. my subconscious is going to believe whatever i tell you right verbally and non-verbally my subconscious it's it just says yep okay yep okay mm-hmm. it's our hype man yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, it, and it's our it, it shits on us too if we if we it, shit on yep. ourselves right yeah. yeah so if we start telling ourselves you know that we're worthless and we're no good guess what your subconscious is going to believe that you're yeah. no good that you're, yeah. you're pos you know and, and so it's like I have to be cognitive of instead of saying oh man I'm an idiot it's like whoops I just I just spilled my coffee that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but it's and like, then keep it truck and move on. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. But it's like, but we get in these habits of just like saying things that we don't even realize we're saying, you know. And right. I catch, I catch people close to me doing that stuff all the time. It's like, oh yeah. man, I'm so stupid. I'm like, no, you're not. You're really smart, actually. You know, right. it's like you just, you just, you just could have done better in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah. But but you telling that, saying that to other people, it, it, you know, it might spark something in them and remind them like. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say that shit anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? I have a yeah. constant struggle with that. I've, I can tell you for sure. Like, yeah. And, and I think uh, a lot of times uh, I live I live a, ver- a very uh, happy life. Uh, I'm very, very content, very blessed with everything that I have. Um, and I don't really say those things to myself, but I'm not going to say that I don't because I know there's I ride this roller coaster. And it's when I'm having those downs is when I'm like, I'm like, man, why didn't you do this earlier? Like, why didn't you do this four years ago? Why couldn't you have done this, you know, before this happened or whatever? And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because I'm here now and now we got to go back up. Um, But yeah, it's it's a definite struggle I have. So I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's the whole game, right? It's the human condition, right? And so it's like the, the game is catching yourself sooner Right. When you start going downhill, catching yourself sooner so you don't get too far down that hill right, and turning right. it around. So it's just like it's just like and then and then creating space between those times that you start going downhill. Yeah. Got to beat, beat your personal record. <laughs> right. But because yeah. the reality is the reality is it's never going to not happen. For, right. For, forever. You're going to always do that at some mm-hmm. point in time. At some, and so what you want to control is, you know. The time and space between those things happening and 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 creating the wavelength and keeping it tighter, right? right? So the downs aren't down, and, and same with the ups, though too, man. It's like the only thing that I know for an absolute fact 
about human emotions. The only thing that I've learned through 43 years of life about human emotions is one thing. And that thing is that they, they change. Yeah. All of them. They change Instantly, good, yeah. good and bad. Yep. Right. And so it's like when it's, when things are bad, don't get caught up. Don't identify with the emotion. And same goes for when things are, are, are on the positive side. Don't get yeah. caught up. Relish in that, you know, be like, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is why I, I withstand the bad, the right. negative, right? Uh, good and bad is relative. So I, I, positive, negative, I think that's right. the best way, best way to identify things. Mm-hmm. So when, when the things are in the positive, relish those. And then when the things are in the negative, think about the times in the positive and know that they're going to come back if you, right. you know, and to bring it full circle. And that happens all up here. Right. right? Uh-huh. And that's uh-huh. the power of the thoughts I'm talking about is that, you know, if you if you want a life, right, then you have to think of that life first and then mm-hmm. you have to act into creating that life. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I'm a big person like like I'm a daily meditator, like I don't leave my front door without meditating, even if it's I just sit down quietly for five minutes. Right. Today, mm-hmm. my practice is is like an extensive, you know, 30 to 45 minutes with like affirmations and prayers and and then just sitting quietly mm-hmm. you know because you know just being able to sit sit for five minutes in silence is it's a hard thing to do but yeah especially know, nowadays yeah right but if i if i do that then like i know that i have a chance going outside my door because there, at some point in time once i step outside my door there's going to be something that frustrates me irritates mm-hmm. me or or like especially you know a great, the greatest litmus, litmus test for where I'm at is like, how am I acting when I'm driving my car? Mm, right? Yeah. Like if somebody cuts me off, am I like straight to the middle finger or am I like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, yeah, cool. Like, cool. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on yeah. in your life. Like, I don't know if like your wife is in labor and you're rushing to the hospital because your right. baby is being born and you have to cut me off and you have to speed by me. I don't know what's going on in your life. Or, right. so, or your OJ. I don't know, know. but I'm cool with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, I don't know what's going on in these people's lives as they're driving their cars. I'm just like, whatever. But if I get like irritated on a, you know, and it still happens, Mm -hmm. but it's like, okay, there's something wrong with me. Not that person driving that car. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's something disturbed inside of here. Yeah. Creating negativity that I'm going to, that I'm going to manifest it outwardly. Right. So right. what's going on in here? Yeah. You know, what, what's why am I angry about a guy who cut me off? It's going to make me get to wherever I'm going 20 seconds later than I was right. before. The, and, you'll, and you'll never, never see that see guy. again. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, well, linked it's up like maintaining my, my mental clarity. Maintenance, my, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Well, yeah. you know what, boy, this is why I had to listen to eight hours of LaBouche last year. Uh, because I, I don't know how to regulate that shit. So the yeah. only thing that makes me happy is to listen to 90s dance music. So I figured it hey, out. Dude. I can't regulate my shit right. The music's powerful, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's such an it's such a crazy thing to think that um, you, you've uh, trained yourself in a way. Like it's, you know, to to be like this because if you really get down to brass tacks it's so it's so funny and i mean maybe i have a bias in it because i'm like i work in construction so i'm around a lot of dirty grimy grungy men (laughs) predominantly there's some women who are also half pretty grungy you know themselves (laughs) um and so it's like 
on a constant daily thing, I don't know how many times I will say, like, in a situation, why in the fuck? Or what in the fuck? Or who in the fuck? Or, like, and it's in the grand scheme of things because, um, like, I take a lot of pride in my work and my ability to do my work. And being that I'm a part of the IBW out here, like 124, um, we do things at such a professional level and we will always figure out how to do it. So it's not a big deal because we know how to fix it almost instantaneously when that problem arises. Right. Because we're so skilled in our craft and it took us so long, but we we set all that aside and just try to find why this is supposed to piss me off. Yeah. You know I mean? So going back to like, like you're saying, like I've trained myself this way and, and correlating it to with, with your, what you're talking about, like we, something happens, we can, we can handle it, we can fix it. Mm-hmm. But like, how did you get to that point? Right. It's like repetition. Right. Right. Yeah. You've gotten to that point because you've had to fix shit so many times. It's rep- yeah. Like repetition. So I have this saying like, repetition will sharpen even the dullest minds mm-hmm. right yeah yeah and so it's like if i'm doing something repetitively right then it's becoming a habit right and right. There, you know there's a great book by james clear you know the atomic habits i don't know if it, it was in that book or it's something that i heard or read but it's like a habit is created like after 30 days of doing the same thing good right. and bad so if i'm if I'm eating fast food for 30 days in a row, now that has become a habit. Right. Right. If I'm exercising 30 days in a row, well, then it's become a habit. Mm-hmm. Right. If, you know, and so it's like, like repetition will sharpen even the dullest mind. So it's like, if I'm waking up and, and I have a list in, in front of me that I know I need to do these things, these non-negotiables is what I call them. Right. right. Which is like, uh, you know, I, I exercise daily. You know, I meditate daily, right? I, 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 I like these things that aren't negotiable in my day, right? Right. That that are now their healthy habits that have created mm-hmm. this, you know, mindset, right? And and, right, and right. so it's like healthy habits and, and repeating them, you know, and, and yeah. then like knowing that I'm going to slip up at some point in time, mm-hmm. like I'm I like I am an absolute imperfect human being. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm going to slip up. And it's like not letting one day turn into two days saying, OK, right. I slipped up today. Have some grace for myself. Like this is a human me in me. You know, thanks, God or whatever you believe in Allah, Buddha, Jesus, whatever. Right. You know, universe, you know, nothing. Whatever it is, you know, it's like, thanks for putting me here, my creator. And, and you know, I'm perfect in my imperfections, right? You know, I like today, like I have, my, I have power to, to control my thoughts and my actions right. for the most part. There's times that, that I, I, I lose control, Yeah. right? It's just like not beat myself up when I do that. It's like, you know, having, you know, not letting those things spiral because like, right. I've, I've been in spirals boys, like to get to 374 pounds, like yeah. when you're, normally a 205 pound you know college athlete like yeah i've been in years of spirals right right you know and and it's like getting out of those things like that's the message right like Mm -hmm. if i can do it anybody can do it like whether like you know i lost both my parents by the age of 31 uh you know i'm a 
a drug addict, an alcoholic, you know, I, I've, I've have an unhealthy relationship with food. You know, I'm telling you, like I've got over 350 and then lost weight under 300, like three different times. Damn. Like until the last Damn. time I finally lost all the weight, like a person like that, like, likes to eat boys <laughs> right right <laughs> right like that's the truth yeah right? so but it's like uh, you know now it's like you know because i you know so i work in the radio here in kansas city I, i'm a radio okay. producer for a local uh sports talk radio station oh, cool. and, and uh you know i did a radio stunt back in 2000 so like, i have different bottoms like i have my bottom for my last drink i have my bottom from like my weight issue you know i have a okay. bottom but like I've been diagnosed. Each, each, each struggle has a bottom. Yeah. You know, right. I, you know, I've been diagnosed with suicidal depression, you know, it's mm -hmm. like these things, like, you know, all these things, like if, and if you're just dealing with one of these things, I'm telling you, like, yeah. I, I, I deal with all these things, <laughs> you know, and, and like, yeah. I've been able to find ways to find tools in my toolbox to address these different issues. Like right. if you're just dealing with one or two, like there's hope right? You can be your own hero. Like, I love saying that because like, that's like, no one's going to come and save you. Exactly. Right? Yeah. There's no, there's no magic pill. There's right. no, you know, no one's going to walk through that door and, and, and like help me lose 374 pounds or help me not take a drink for over nine years or right. help me deal with my massive depression some days. Like nobody is going to come in and do that. Like right. I have a support system. You know, I have a personal board of directors that I, I check in with, right? <laughs> right? But ultimately when it comes down to it, like it's, it's going to be me, you know, right. it has to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's also like, that's the awesome part of it. It's mm -hmm. going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you're and the so, MVP all the time. <laughs> right. You know, and, and yeah. I'm, you know, and I'm the biggest loser. Some, the whole, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Right? yeah. Right. Sometimes you know, in the same I, day, I take L's. Like... I take L's. You right. Know? And, and yeah. so, you know, it's, it's, it's all of that and understanding that like, I, I have to, I have to address these things. And when I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't feel, I feel negative. Right. And so it's like, right. I, I was given this operating system, mm -hmm. right. Ultimately like good and bad, positive and negative. Like when, when I'm not doing the things I need to be doing, I don't feel very good. Right. So it's like how, like, and I have a, a super high threshold of tolerance for pain, mm -hmm. you know? So I'll, like, if I'm not careful, I'll let it go too long. And it's like, why do I feel like shit? Well, what have I been doing? Like, yeah. what are my, what are my actions? Right. What, like, oh, well, you haven't exercised in three days and you, you just ate a large pizza the last two days. In a row right. And, <laughs> right. You know, it was like, you know, you haven't gotten in the cold tub for a week. And it's like, right. oh, oh, shit. Well, I'm not maintenancing, you know, because I believe I'm a three part entity. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm a mind. I'm a body and I'm a soul. Right. Right. I'm a three part entity. And it's like I have to maintenance all three of those those conditions, all three of those parts, spiritually, yeah. physically and mentally. Right. And it, mm -hmm. it's like, I have to, you know, and I have different things that I do to take care of those different entities. Right. And, but right. also it's like, you know, I also know that I have a sick mind. Like mm -hmm. that's the natural default mechanism. Like I wake up and my mind is, 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 is sick. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's like, what am I going to do today for my, you know, it, it, unwell maybe is a better word. Maybe that, mm -hmm. you know, I have, I have a mind that's not well. Right. right. And, and it's like, I don't, where I was starting to go earlier is like, 
in terms of mental health, like it's that's like a big buzzword now, and especially right. coming out of the pandemic and and people purposely putting us into these these, these situations that made us unwell. Right. Um, right. I don't believe that anybody has escaped. Right. Some mm-hmm. type of mental illness. Mm-hmm. I just believe there's a giant spectrum. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. That some people are only one percent mentally ill, and there's some people that are ninety nine percent mentally ill. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. And it's like, there's nobody that escapes it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I just fall a little bit higher up on the scale of my, my mental illness. Right. right? You know, some people, some people are just nice all the time and they don't work very hard and it's like, good for them. I'm happy for that. What a bunch of weirdos, right? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to be that way, you know, but my point being is like, you know, I have these things that I have to maintenance so I can have mental stability and and so it's like i know that my mind can't be in charge right Right. i have i fired my mind my mind you're fired right (laughs) my mind is in charge of the of of the daily tasks like brushing your teeth and putting on clean clothes and taking a shower you know and and drinking water and you know my mind you get to be in charge of those things right because when i let my mind control all these things well i'm a a full-blown alcoholic. I weigh 374 pounds. I'm miserable to be around. I'm super depressed, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what happens when Jake's in charge. Jake's mind, <laughs> reptilian mind is in charge. Right. That's what my, my life looks like. And so I was starting to tell you about the story of my food bottom, right? So I was doing this radio stunt at a, a local steakhouse here in town mm. and they have this eating competition and it's, uh, it's, it's, you have one hour and once you sit down, you can't get up. You have one hour. You, you have to eat a 75-ounce steak. Oh, my God. 16-ounce twice-baked potato, eight pickled beets, uh, uh, a piece of Texas toast. So the, all that in less than an hour. And I, <laughs> I crushed it in 56 minutes. Damn. Right? And Yo. So, yeah. Yeah. So then two oh. days later, I step on the scale, and I'm 374 pounds. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, this was my food bottom. Like I'm 30, 33 years old at the time, mm-hmm. you know, former division one college athlete, prior, you know, lettered in three sports in high school and basketball track and soccer. Uh, and, and then I step off the scale and I, I mean, you know, I'm standing there in my boxers and I look over in the mirror and like, dude, it dropped me to my knees, mm-hmm. like full blown tears. Like I had the realization that, okay, you're 33. There's almost zero chance that you make it to 40. Damn. Yeah. There's almost zero. I mean, because you're carrying 175 pounds more on your body than 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 was than is healthy. <laughs> right. Than right. was determined when you were right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Created in the, in the matrix goop when you they brought you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Do right. not exceed. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Warning. Warning. Yeah. Above so capacity. Like, yeah. So it's like that's what I was talking about. Like my threshold for pain is like, I had like, I've had to look at death, mm-hmm. you know, like literally like look at death several different times in my life for it to persuade me to take action. Right. Right. And, right. and, and it's and, like a and, wild graphic novel they could write about your life. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, and now I'm like, I, 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 I love death. I have appreciation for death. Um, and Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf can do it. Um, I, I, I'm gonna play me, man. 
Um, but like, you know, especially with, with witnessing both my parents passing and, and like, you know, I study death. I, I, you know, I, I do volunteer work for hospice and I sit with, mm. uh, cancer patients because, you know, uh, what I've come to understand Damn. is like, is like, a, a a life without death is only half lived. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I could tell you stories and, and look, I don't, I, I don't believe that there's anything that exists that's pure altruism, like a hundred percent pure altruistic. Like I believe in altruism. I do a lot of stuff altruistically, but nothing's pure, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm not sitting there doing that, giving of my time and sharing space with people who are sick. Like I'm not doing that if I'm not getting something out of it too. Right. Right. I realize that I have, you know, it's not for everybody. Not everybody can do that. Like, mm -hmm. I believe that God gave me a special ability to understand that, like, I can see through your illness and I can realize you're just a soul sitting here with me and we're just yeah. two souls. And like, because, you know, the reality is that, you know, our, our culture and our society, they hide death. Like, we don't want to yeah. look at it. You know, yeah, we, we put, we put our health, we put our elderly in the homes and we, you know, like, we were fear of it. Like fear mm -hmm. of dying is, is so massive. Uh, you know, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to address it. Um, but, you know, and, and so like how even you know, I aired when when I was dealing with my parents, you know, I would sit there and be like, oh, you're, you're going to you're going to get through this when, mm -hmm. you know, when it came down to it, it's like, you know, like you're sick. You, you're like you're not going to make it through it. And that's OK. Mm -hmm. That's OK. Yeah. Like that. Like what's what's in my belief, what's after is way better anyways. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Like, like I'm at a point where I can't wait to die. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds really weird. But what, what I mean is like, I don't get to choose it though. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I didn't choose when I got here mm -hmm. and I don't get to choose when I leave here. Right. And I'm not saying it's not a choice. Like, cause it is a choice. It's a real choice. And, and, it, and, you know, suicides are at an all time crazy high yeah. right now. And so it, it's, it's somewhat of a choice because I had, you know, one of my best buddies, you know, he, he took his own life back oh, in man. 2017 Damn. and yeah, it, but he still walks with me every day, man. Right. You know, he, he gets to tell me when I have those crazy thoughts, you know, cause the thing about suicidal depression is like these, these fucked up thoughts, mm -hmm. you can be walking in the forest on a sunny day and these weird thoughts will just cross your mind. Like, Maybe yep. it's better if I wasn't here. Yeah. Like just out of nowhere. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, Trip like, law, baby. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. I they call know. that a call to the void. Right. But it's yeah. like, but, but now he walks with me. He's like, no, dude, you don't need to go. Cause I did that for us. Yeah. And now you need to be here to do what you need to do. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, and, and so now, and also it's like, I have tools now. So when, when that thought comes across, I can recognize it and be like, well, that's not true. Yeah. That's not true at all. But the thing is, like, if you're in your sickness and you're in your illness and that thought comes across your head, mm -hmm. well, and you don't have any tools to address it or understand what it is. Right. Well, that's that's when that thought wins. Exactly. Yep. Right. Yeah. It, it, and it's like, you know, and so, you know, all these things that that I've cultivated that that I I first had to un to go back what we started talking about. Like I first had to understand that I have these problems. Mm -hmm. I have these defects. I have these character defects that that are that are always going to be a part of me right and, and i have to embrace them you know they're my piccadillies like you, right. know, you know like when these things come into my mind in my life i don't say oh go away get the fuck out of here 
Yeah. Right. I say, come on in. Let's let's sit down and have some coffee. Yeah. Right. Because you're a part of me and I'm going to love you because you're a part of me. Right. But today you're just going to sit there and you don't get any power today. But we'll sit here. <laughs> right. We'll sit here and, and, and have coffee or tea, man. Like, it's cool. Like yeah, kind of right? a little like passive aggressively. Yeah. 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 I mean, so yeah. it's like sit down. Shut up. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you, know? yeah, that, you don't get to win today. Yeah. I win. Yeah. I win. Not you. I normally double tax. But in this case, <laughs> you know, you're just bartering with yourself. I yeah. like that. But it's like, you know, but you can't like you can't dislike that part of you. Right. It's, it's, it's part of who you are and it's never going to go away. And the more we push away at these things, you know, the more power we give them, mm-hmm. you know, because eventually they're going like, to rear their you know, ugly head and in, in bad manifestations. Right, and, right. You know, that's how I believe physical illnesses happen, mm-hmm. you know, is that when we, we have these negative emotions and we don't do anything with them or we don't address them. And we just store them at a cellular level. Yeah. Right. It's like emotions can be stored. They become part of our DNA. They become mm-hmm. part of our makeup. And if we don't, you know, if we don't go through those and get rid of them, you know, because the body regenerates itself every 11 months, all your cells, mm-hmm. every 11 months, you got a new version of you. Yeah. Man. And so, you know, if you get rid of that stuff in 11 months, that's no longer part of your DNA makeup. It's, right. it's who you used to be. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I'll never shut the door on my past, but it's not who I am today. Right. right? But there's a shitload of power in that past. There's a shitload of power in that, that I can, you know, use, you know, that I can work through and use to help other people. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. great. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about that, you know, and, uh, you know, it's so unique, man. And we're getting close to an hour here and then we'll kind of trans. uh, Sure, man transition over to our, our second topic tonight this has been a remarkable show so far um when, and i was telling boy about this and we talked about we did an episode about it um my my mom and dad just visited us um recently and it took about 10 days off of work and, and we just kind of hung out we had a little christmas here together and um this is a, my wife and i we have a two and a half year old awesome and uh, we got another one on the way and so we got to reveal the gender um, to them because we found out when they were here. So we just kind of had a really fun, awesome time. And um, if you listen to the show, you know that, like, obviously, I have like a massive infatuation with like the '90s, early 2000s, all the things nostalgic from when I was a child. I thought um, it was still a, a wholesome time. Looking at the society we live in now, we saw the switch from analog to digital. A lot of things I experienced um, before 9-11 fucked it all up. <laughs> um, so anyhow, um, I kind of walk around in this bliss of always having that as like a positivity thing for me um, and not really embracing what's actually happening around me sometimes. And I realized that when my parents were out here because my dad was like, yeah, your mom's uh, 69. She's going to be 70 this year. And I was like, the fuck do you mean my like my mom is 69 like for like the last 10 years in my head she was almost 62 mm, you know right. like almost to the age of retirement um and it almost caused a panic attack because i i, I stepped out of the bliss that i was always in of kind of not really paying attention to the things around me and not embracing what was happening and realizing that I didn't miss anything. I was there the whole time. 
Right. Um, and I needed to embrace that because um, the first person that I talked to, like outside of my close knit group of people, that was boy and my wife, basically. Um, I talked to a brother on the job site and it was so crazy because he listened to what I was saying and he was like, man, this is a really good conversation. And he was like, I, I don't mean to like be um, sounding like I, I'm needing attention or, or gratitude or anything like that. He's like, but like my mom died when I was 29 or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you still have yours. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I understand what you were feeling. And he's like, I'm not trying to make you feel bad for feeling that way. Cause like, cause I know how you're feeling, but mine was for a different reason. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really, it was really like, it, 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 it was like a, a, a slap in the right way mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. an, a, a real human emotion that I was having that I didn't know how to control. And instead of embracing it and facing it, um, I chose like a defense mechanism of like panicking, like she was already gone, yeah, or my dad was already gone, you know, um, and realizing that I've had them the whole time, they're still here, and they take pretty good care of themselves, they'll probably live quite a few many years to yeah. come. And so now hearing what you're saying about your parents, I'm like, fuck, there it is again. Jeez. Well, well, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to pile on. Um, but, and I heard this in a podcast, there's a guy named Rich Roll. He does a phenomenal podcast. It's like a health and wellness podcast. He's like an ultra thoner. Oh, damn. Um, um, and just to put it, your example, big country, you know, like, you saw your parents last last week and within the last month, uh -huh. right? And and so how many times a year do you, you get to see them? Three, uh, four times maybe? Uh, physically see them, maybe maybe half that, maybe twice. I'd say is a safe bet right and now. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want. Like I said, I'm not trying to pile it on. But sure. Like, let's put that in perspective. Let's say they live to 85. Okay. Right. Your mom's turning 17, 70. You know. That's 15 more years. Like, so you're going to roughly have 30 more times that you see your parents physically. Yeah. Right. And so when you put that in perspective, it's like, right. Take full advantage of those moments and be present yeah. and, and listen, you know, and listen without, you know, I, I try to work on, you know, especially, you know, just, just within myself, there's things that I work on to get better. Right. I want to be 1% better than I was yesterday. And I, I don't, to the best of my ability, I try not to compare myself to anybody else because that's such an unfair comparison, right? So the, right, only, right, sure. the only and really good comparison is comparing myself to me, right? right? So comparing myself to who I was yesterday and who I want to be today and tomorrow, right? And so being present in those, like, so you got 30 more times, man. So when you're in it, like, be in it, appreciate mm -hmm. it, you know, listen to them, tell them things that you, you know, that, that you haven't told them before, you know, and it's like, you know, I'll, I, without breaking any type of anonymity, I'll, I'll share an experience I had within hospice. I was sitting with a, a man who was a, a colonel in the army, right? I mean, this guy is like hardcore, you know, big Christian, love God. And, you know, I am too. I am too. It looks a little different than his does a little probably, but you know, <laughs> it's all the same beard and long hair, you know, right, he's right. probably like 
what's this guy coming in here and talk, you know? And, but yeah. the thing is like, I got to spend like once a week with him for like three months and we mm-hmm. got to cultivate this really, really cool, you know, relationship. And there was mm-hmm. one, there was one conversation we're having and, you know, and he started getting emotional and he started crying. Mm. Right. And, and this is a man with cancer, you know, in, in a care unit. And, um, and he like starts apologizing to me. Like, like, I'm so sorry. I'm, 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 you know, I'm crying. Like, yeah, I've never, I've never cried in front of another man before. And I'm right. like, bro, like you're dying. You're sick lying in this bed and you just did something that you've never done before in your whole life. Yeah. Check it like, off the bucket like, list. It, well, it is like, <laughs> it, like that, like shifted his perspective of like, you know, and cause he still lived another two months after that, but it's like, I can do things that I've never done before. Exactly. Just sitting yeah. in here. Yeah. Like, and so it's like, yeah, you still up, got life to live. Yeah. Yeah. It like opened up like, Oh, I, I just like, I it, like it, it got to separate him from his illness and be like, Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm not like completely. So my point like to share with you, big country is like, like, it's not like you're not in it and it, those 30 times aren't up. So it's like, you get to experience those things. So how cool, yeah. like how cool that you get these, these times. So it's like, you know, I believe the most valuable commodity on planet earth, right? The only thing that to my knowledge yet that, you know, in, you know, project blue beam and all that stuff, maybe it's been done. I just haven't <laughs> been able to see it yet. Right? right. Is that we can't, we can't recreate time yet. Right. Right. That's the only commodity that we as humans haven't been able to create, right? So the most valuable, the most valuable, not yet. And I say yet, right? Yet. Yeah, right. but I'm, I'm gonna miss it. Shit, fuck, damn. <laughs> the most valuable like, thing, on, but... like the most valuable thing I can can share with anybody else is my time. Yeah. Right. You know, sitting here with yep. you dudes, like this is like I'm giving my time to you guys, you know, because I appreciate right. what you guys do, and, and I appreciate the platform that you're allowing me to to share my story on. And so it's like, mm. we're all sitting here sharing the most precious commodity that we have, which is time. So it's like, yeah. how, how many times a day do we just, are we just mindlessly going through the motions? Mm. Well, we're, yeah, just, I, we're just wasting this awesome commodity. that well, we have. Think about it. How do you get like, how do any of us get fiat currency? Got to work. Yeah. We give Put up our time. Hours. Put yeah. in the it's called that we, we exchange our labor and they give us paper, right? Right. And we're giving up time. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. And it's awesome, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know what it reminds me of? Well, here, we'll transition here in just a second. It, uh, it reminds me of um, that movie. Do you guys remember that movie where... Um, you only had like you had like a time. Yeah. There's like a called timer in, called in time. Yeah, in, t- yeah, in you ha- time. You have you have like Timberlake? a bar. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. You got like a bar on your arm. Yeah, you, know, you gotta and, go run around and get more exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I just and watched then, that like last week. <laughs> yeah, when you eat like <laughs> eat, eat food or buy stuff, like it takes time Gosh, off. Time. Yeah, and then when your time runs out, you you die. You get, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. You go right. It just this is kind of what it reminds me of, like in a very allegorical way but i mean it's mm-hmm. broken down so differently when you put it in that perspective and i think um i i it's it's so weird because colloquial we have sayings about this you know mm-hmm. what i mean like um uh in songs and stuff mm-hmm. we talk about it all the time 
Yeah. You know, the, and, and there's and no jokes about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we make jokes about it all the time too. Like what's the stigma in society? Uh, women are crazy, yeah. right? That's a sickness in the mind. Mm-hmm. But we all we all say it. We all agree with it. it's all it's a, it's the running joke, right? Well, what's right. the men's thing, right? All, we're all assholes. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a sickness in the mind too for being a piece of shit all the time, right? Um, right. So it's just it's it's weird that colloquial we are that way, mm-hmm. and we don't get why until like you really slow down and think about it. But we even do it with money. Like, um, let's just say you make twenty dollars an hour, right? Mm-hmm. It's not bad depending on where you're at. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but you go out and you buy something that's two hundred bucks. Yeah. How many hours did that cost you God to buy? It. God damn it! You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. if you break it down that way, it's pretty fucked up, dude. Of how yeah, like, yeah shallow dude. that you're like, oh yeah, I need that. <laughs> All right. Yes, oh, here I come. <laughs> but that's also the great thing about Fiat's currency is like you can always make more, man. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's not been. like that's like you have to have the, the healthy the healthy relationship to understand that all it is is it's an energy exchange. Like mm-hmm. I can exchange this for goods and services, and I'm and I you know I'm rewarded for my right. time and my services, and, it, and it's like you know because that's like one of the devils, you know the devil's usage is like fear of poverty, mm-hmm. right? They, and that's why, you know, that's why people sit in their cubicles for 40 hours a week. And it's because like this fear of poverty, which is ultimately when you boil it down, right? Mm-hmm. It's ultimately a fear of death. Right. And what yeah. do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? It's like, okay, well, if I don't pay my mortgage, what's going to happen? Well, then I'm going to be out on the street. Okay. Now you're out on the street. What's going to happen? Well, then I'm not going to be able to afford food. Okay. Then what's going to happen? Well, then I can't afford food and I can't eat. Okay. I can't eat. Now what's going to happen? Well, if I can't eat, then I'm going to die. And so it's like, you can boil it all the way back to like the relationship you have with, with the afterlife and death. And, And it's like, because like the reality, and I'm very fortunate and this isn't for, you know, not everybody is this fortunate, but I, I thank my creator every day that I am this fortunate. I haven't gone a day in my life without uh, clothing on my back. I haven't gone a day in my life without, uh, you know, water and food if I need it. You know, I haven't gone a day in my life without a roof over my head. If I choose, you know, I've passed out on the streets of Savannah, Georgia <laughs> before, but that was my choosing. Right. right? You know, but uh, it's like, so why all of a sudden at the age of 43, is that just going to suddenly come to a halt mm. and stop? Right. Right. Why, why is it? It's, it's not, right. it's not going to stop. It, like I'm, there's something that's always taking care of me. So I need to put my faith in that something, whatever it is that it's, it's taken care of me to this point. So right. why all of a sudden is it just going to stop? It's right. not, not my reality. And you know, and it's like, you know, it, what's, what you know i don't know it, it's, yeah no, that's great that's a, it's a good way to put it you know what i mean because i think everybody has that little scare every now and again especially like you know the older you get you have a family and you start to think about how much you can lose instead of how much you have and have had for so long yeah and i'm not and i don't want to sit here and sound righteous because like financial insecurity is one of my biggest like you know mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that i work through on a daily basis 
Right. Right. I mean, without a doubt, it is. It's something that, that causes me the more stress than anything else on planet Earth is yeah. fi financial insecurity. But also it's like, how much power am I going to give it? And like what like in like in those moments, it's like, where are my hands and feet and what's going on right here? Right. Right now, right. I'm sitting in front of a computer sharing time with two dudes like my bank account does it like I don't like nothing. Nothing yeah. there is 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 going it's not, it's not a danger. It's not a threat right. to me right now. Like what, why am I living with this anxiety and fear? It's like, because that's kind of how the fucking system wants you to, you know, exactly. operate. They want your nervous system running, you know, at a, at a level that it's not normally supposed to be running at. So you develop illnesses and, and you, you're, you know, you're not, you're not your best version of yourself and you're not, you know, mm -hmm. helping out other people and you're not, you, you know, you get caught up in your own, you know, mind and what's best for me and your selfishness. And, you know, it's ultimately masked as like, well, I'm not being selfish because I'm, I'm just, I, I, I got to take care of me because who's going to take care of me. And it's like, you know, it's, but that's, that's the game they want you in. Exactly. That's, that's, yep. that's where they want you. And then you start developing the illnesses and they got a pill for that. And, yep. you know, mm -hmm. now they got a <laughs> customer for life. Yeah, yep. man. But, you know, but it's like, we can recognize these things and we can transcend them. And then like, you know, the reality is like, I'm like this book and, and my story, it's like, I like, God did not give me the ability to help anyone, right? I just don't, I, it doesn't exist in me, right? I can't help yeah. either one of you. I can't do it. I wish I could. I can't. <laughs> right. What God did give me is life experiences to share, right? And what I can help people do is I can help them help themselves. Mm -hmm. And I can say, Look at these things that I went through, you know, here's mm -hmm. a template, lay it over you because some of the things are going to fit and some of the things aren't going to fit. Take what fits, use them to your ability, get rid of what doesn't fit and, and, and then find things to fill in the gaps that right. work for you. Right. And it's yeah. like, like, that's what I said earlier. You have to be your own hero. Only you're going to do it. So it's like, yeah. I'm here to, to, to tell people, like, if you, if you want to do it, you can, you absolutely right. can anybody can, you know, if I can, anybody can. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, we got your uh, website up on screen right now. Samurai of soul.com. You can reserve your copy there today. Fill out the simple uh, form there and you'll reserve a copy of his book. When does it come out? Um, I'm still working on the final edit. I have the final manuscript. I've run into it. Like, you know, if you, yeah, the process of editing has been so much more difficult than the process of actually writing the book and finishing the manuscript. Um, I'm hoping, you know, spring or summer of next year. That's, I mean, that's, I, I quit putting a timeline on it because it's, it's, it's causing right. me more. It's like, this is God's book and it's going right. to be done on God's time, yeah. you know? And, and let me be clear when I say the word God, like people have these, like, it's like, I only say the word God because I haven't found a shorter word. Right? <laughs> it's like, right. and when I say the word God, it's like, I'm the only person in the universe that knows what that means. <laughs> right. And, and it's right, like, right. It, 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 so don't get caught up on me saying, you know, God. And because I know a lot of people, you know, being yeah. agnostic. Atheist, yeah. Oh, how dare you? Know, you? <laughs> I'm fine with it. You know, it, yeah. I, I, I certainly wouldn't tell anybody, uh, what to believe in or how to believe in it. Like, like that's not, that's way above my pay grade. And I don't think that that's not my role. Right. right. My, my yeah. role is to say, 
you know, I have these things and I've been able to do these things strictly through a, a power greater than myself I've tapped into, right? Because my power certainly hasn't been strong enough. My willpower is broke against a lot of stuff. And so I have to find a power that's, that, that's greater than me that I can tap into right. that allows my broke willpower to work. Right. Right. And that's, and that's it. And so I don't want people to get caught up when I say this, you know, it's God's book, you know, right. Right. It, it, you know, it, here's how I break it down. Right. It, the easiest way I can de describe my God, right. Is that, you know, I believe in love. I, mm -hmm. I believe in that, that to, to the, to the core of who I am. Right. And, and mm -hmm. what I mean by that, the only thing, the only emotion that I've found that transcends time and space is love. And my example for that is like my love for my parents mm -hmm. and my parents love for me. Right. Right. It still exists and it's vibrant. Right. And it's thriving today. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. My parents have gone and since passed, but yet our love for one another mm -hmm. is vibrant and thriving because today I'm vibrant and thriving. Right. So that transcends time and space. And so my simple thing is, and I call that love. And so it, it break it down easy. If, if, if you want to replace the word God for love, go for it, man. God right. is love. Love is God, you know? And, and mm. so like, that's my, like, that's the easiest way I can break down what I believe in. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can even break that down even a little bit further than that sometimes. Uh, that exchange of energy and that vibrant love um, is given to your offspring if and when you show them basically how to do anything because the mm. person that showed you how to do it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and, I, and I, I truly, I strongly believe in the power of prayer. And mm. what I mean by that is that I'm a result of prayer, right? Because when I was growing up, like, man, I, I always drank hard, partied hard. And like, I grew up in a time before there were cell phones and apps that tracked kids. Right. right? And so there'd right. be times uh, in my, in, you know, my late teenage years, you know, that I didn't come home. Mm -hmm. and my mom knew exactly what I was, I, I was out doing. Right? right. And it got to the point where she'd already called all, all the police stations, all the hospitals, and I wasn't in anywhere to be found. And mm -hmm. she simply got down on her knees and prayed. Right. And I, and I believe those prayers look like God help my son find out who he's really supposed to be. God help my son get over this, you know, draw to alcohol that he can't seem to get away from. And, it, and you know, the alcohol creates a, a, a version of him that that is outside of his personality, you know. And right. so those prayers, even though my mom didn't get to see me get sober and be the man I am today in the physical, she sees me, clearly sees me today. Right. But. I am a result of those prayers. Like those prayers were answered, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because I'm sitting here and I haven't had a drink in, in nine years. And I try right. to help to the best of my ability, be the man. Because the great thing about my parents is they instilled principles in me. I may not mm -hmm. have used them when they were here. Like don't lie to people. Don't be mean to people. Like real simple, real right. simple rules. Don't hurt Yeah, the people. basics. Yeah. yeah, right. They put those in me. I, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't get to practice them all the time. Yeah. But, you know, and I believe those prayers, like, I know I've, I've done my best to raise this, this boy, child, man. Right. You know, and, you know, and so it's like she put them there. And now I get to I now I get to practice them. Yeah. But they've all they were always there. I just didn't get to practice them. But the, 
her prayers led me to them in some way. Right. I don't know how it's a cosmic universe and I don't know the, <laughs> the woo woo to it all. All right. I know is that like, you know, her, she prayed a lot too, man. I mean, yeah, that was, for sure. that was not a good kid. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, you know, uh, I'll say this and then we'll, we'll kind of transition here, but it's, it's, it's so funny. This is because I believe in a creator too. And I, and I know Boya does too. Right. And so we joke about it positively in our own ways on the show. Um, and in my opinion, this is just me. I think it's really stupid for anyone to be an atheist. I think it is just at the core. I think it's really stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not telling anybody how to, to think or what to believe. I just think it's dumb. Now, vice versa, they'd probably say the same thing about me. Well, but can I? Can I, I don't want to interrupt you, but can I say one thing about that? Because yeah. I don't. I really don't believe that there's such thing as true atheism. Sure. I mean, here's here's what I mean by that. Anytime I meet an atheist, you know, I go well. What is it that you don't believe in? God. <laughs> no, I don't believe in God. You just you just said God. Like there yeah. has to be something for you not to believe in. Right, right. So yeah. it's like I don't believe in this. Well, yeah. you believe in it, so you cannot believe in it. Right. So it exists, but you just don't believe in it. Like right. I don't believe God exists. Well, then because a true atheist would be like, What do you mean? I don't know what what's God? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, right? right. Because like, there has to be a God for you to not believe in it, and for you right. to not believe in it, it has to exist on some, on some level. Like, people would be just be, you know, I believe in nihilism. Like, I think there's <laughs> fucking nihilists out there, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, but I, I, when it comes down to atheism, it's like there has to, like, you, you, you believe in something to not believe in. Right. So right. It, it exists. Yeah. You just want to be in a club. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah so, like, sorry to interrupt. Sorry no, to interrupt. No, that's, no, it's a, it's a really good point. And, then, and where I was going with that, I was talking about like um, the, the Ten Commandments, right? And I, you kind of mentioned a couple of them. Um, and atheists, how they want like that taken out of like courthouses and things like that. And I mean, we'll get into courthouses and what they really are anyways. But like from an atheistic perspective, take three out. Take three out. Do you really disagree with the other seven that much right. that you're like, we need them all out of there just because yeah. it's came from God. Yeah. Like, shut up, dude. What do you <laughs> like? It's so illogical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I mean, you could boil it all down to, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself and you shall not have a God greater than me. It's like you, those two alone. It's like yeah. if, if everybody would just live by those two things, like you're good to go. Right. It's like, you know, like, because if you're doing those things and yeah, like if you're, you know, but also the converse, you know, Kierkegaard has said, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself is kind of like a Chinese handcuffs. He Mm. didn't say that, but like, I'm, I'm using that like because if you don't love yourself, then you're treating people like shit. Cause if you treat yourself like shit, then you're treating your neighbor as yourself. And so it's Mm. like, you know, that's the, that's the double bind that, you know, you yeah. love your so love yourself first and then go out and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Suck it, atheist. Uh, <laughs> so um your website is scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Um Hooligans, if you've made it to this point, this is where we're gonna transition. But if you want to know more about the book, um it's also linked in all the live chats that we are live on right now. Um unfortunately it kicked us off at Instagram. That's not really that much of a shocker. And it was yeah. probably <laughs> don't like us. It's probably somewhere around the um, pharmaceutical talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as soon as you said pharmaceutical and bad, 
It was like those words like blinked red on a master computer somewhere. I was like, yeah, ding, 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 ding. yeah I should know better by now. Yeah. <laughs> Where you That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Big pH no. farm. <laughs> yeah. No, no shocker there at all. But anyways, right. um, so the other, the other part of, of, you know, my coming to find you, which was the initial thing, um, was how, when you were on the show, um, Papa Ron, <laughs> ah, right. Um, you were like, "Yeah, I'm no longer a U.S. citizen." And he's like, Phew. "It was like the scratching record, you know." <laughs> right? And they're like, "What are you talking about?" And he was like, "Oh, U.S. national." And I was like, oh, "I know this guy's. <laughs> I know exactly what this guy's about to talk about. I'm in." <laughs> um, so. You don't have to necessarily break it down from like a, a like to a dumb dumbs perspective because we've done numerous shows about this, so our yeah. audience is very rounded in this conversation. Sure, and then I also, you know, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, like sure, um, right. just because, like, you know, I like I put myself in the private, and so I want to keep keep myself in the private, right? right? And, and and you know, if we want to, you know. Get, you guys can ask me anything, you know, if it's like, I will say, you know, privately, if you want to shoot me a DM, if you have any questions after this at Jake Goody on Instagram at Jake Goody, that's J A K E G U T I on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, you can contact me email on my website. It's Jake at samurai soul.com. Shoot me a message and I'd be happy to discuss anything in the private, Okay, (laughs) you know, um, but you know, we we can talk about how I got there, how how I found out about it. I mean, it, it's yeah, that's a, that's yeah. what I'd like to know. Um, yeah. How were you introduced to the idea between uh, citizen and nationalists, and uh, what what was kind of the catalyst to put you on the journey to to taking yourself out of the matrix? Yeah, and, I mean, and let me let me just say this real quick too, Jake. Um, j- just for uh, of course clarification purposes. This is not like a sovereign citizen thing. And yes. and and if you've actually done research, you would know automatically that that has to be some type of like government controlled operation bullshit to thwart people from doing this because the term sovereign and the term citizen together is literally an oxymoron. Um, and language is very important. Um, it's the most important. Yeah. It's See? the most important. <laughs> I stand corrected it, It's all because it's all it's all we're dealing with. So like people get hung up because there are people who are sovereign. Right. Correct. I don't I don't want to be sovereign. Mm-hmm. Right? Because when you're sovereign, you're an enemy of the state. And I'm for the state. Right. Like, go state. Right. <laughs> uh, and because because I'm not K State though, right? <laughs> right, right, right. right? I, I'm for the state. I'm not against the state. I think, you know, the reality of what I've come to understand is like that system is never going away. I'm not fighting the system. I'm not against right. the system. It's not rage against the machine. Right. That machine is there. Yeah, yeah. those dudes are posers like, too. <laughs> it's like I applaud it. Like, yeah. what brilliance. Like, they are brilliant to get this system put in place with all of us, like, you know, all of they us. Got us. And, yeah. yeah, they got us all. And it, it's all agreed slavery. They mm-hmm. fooled us. And, and yeah. congratulations. It, it wasn't an easy task and it took a lot of work and they did a hell of a fucking job. Right. Good on you. Like I, I like 
good. If, you know, what I'm here is that it's like, I'm just not going to participate in that. Right. Except when I choose to. Right. I wow. get to choose when I participate. Like, it, it's like playing the game of Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Right. Except the, the piece of, that I own, right. I get mm-hmm. to pull it off the board anytime I want and say, mm-hmm. no. I'm not, and then I get to put it back on when I decide to play and I get to right. put it on boardwalk when I want to, and I get to yeah. take it off and I put it on a railroad when I want to, and I get to take it off because I have control of my monopoly piece, mm-hmm. right? Before I did all this, the monopoly game controlled my monopoly piece, right? Right. I just rolled the dice and I I just had to go where, where the dice rolled and I had to stay on the board and, and the, the game controlled my piece. Now, what mm-hmm. I've done is... I've taken control of my piece, right? Right. And, and 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 so that's how I kind of phrase it because I I I've set up a system and a trust and and, and it's like Jacob Patrick Guterres, all capital letters that they set up is my you know straw man account that they set mm-hmm, up right. is like I took that now it's mine right right it's not who I am I control that entity right right and and so. Bye, uh, bye, bye. The yeah, that's right. Now I'm the marionette. Yeah. I'm the pu- no, I'm the puppeteer now. Yeah. 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 No more, no more strings on or me. Whatever. That's me. right. And, and so how I came about this, I was, I went to a, uh, a symposium back in, uh, what would have been 20 October 21. Okay. Um, yeah, it's right. I think it's right. Um, yeah, so I went to a thing is there used to be an organization called health freedom for humanity, H F F H. And they put on a symposium here in Kansas city and I went to it and they, you know, they had a, you know, awesome people talking, you know, I, I uh, people who, who just, who are on the front of, of, you know, basically these mandates and shutdowns and, and, mm-hmm. and what was going on and, and you know, uh, all that stuff. Um, yeah. So I hear a man, a man talk, his name was Robert Michael. That was a, that was a wild thing. We all like got front row seat tickets for. Right? Oh yeah. But also it's like, I, I'm so thankful and appreciative of it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> thank God, because I wouldn't know what I know today without it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's very true, man. That's I mean, very would, true. There's zero chance I, I go and find out what, you know, what what a, uh, a private American national is. And, and, you know, there's zero chance I would have, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, I said this when you saw that other podcast, Big Country, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was watching all this and it's like, you guys had, I just shared my health story with you guys. Yeah. And it's like, wait, hold on. So. I've completely reversed type two diabetes. I've lost 170 pounds. I'm completely sober. I'm vigilant of what I do to my body health wise. You think you have a better fucking idea what's good for me than I do? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. how is that even? How is that remotely possible? Yeah. Like, and when I two drink, walks alive. <laughs> absolutely, Elvis too. But, but um, now we're getting but, deep. <laughs> but it's like, but in in you know. Paul McCartney died a long time ago. <laughs> I, I, I believe that 100%. 100% Paul McCartney. Um, but but it's like, how, how does that even make sense? Right? Mm-hmm. How, how could anybody at this point in time in my life know what's better for me than me? 
Exactly. Look at what look at what this look what this looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like here's evidence that I know what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I started like like being like this is fucked up. Like I'm like I'm not going to allow this. Like, like I you know and so I I start going down those rabbit holes and understanding what mandates are and legal and the law and against the law and 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 so I go to this symposium and this man named Robert Michael who. It's a great resource and it's a free plug. Go check out. He runs houseofmarcus.org. It's a, I mean, it's a great community. They're doing a lot of great work. It's one of the, one of the communities I considered becoming a part of. Um, but you know, there's just, there's so many, there's so many different, uh, the, you know, the States assembly house mm-hmm. of Marcus, you know, there's so many avenues there's because there's different, there's different ways to going about doing this. about changing your status um you know uh i work with a man down in florida i'm a part of a community um you know if you're interested in in learning more about that community um shoot me an email shoot me a dm Uh, i'd be happy to share some information and and, you know because the reality is that this is not easy uh it's not for everybody right this isn't to uh, you do this so you can not pay taxes and you do this so you can discharge debt. And it's like, that's not, this isn't why you do those things. You know, I did this. You can't do those things. You can, those are like, those are benefits, but right, they right. should not, they should not be the reason why you're doing these things. Mm-hmm. If they, and, and here's what I've just seen and what I've come to understand. Like if you're doing it for those reasons, you're mm-hmm. going to fail and you're going to get caught up because okay. your aim because it takes a very strong purpose and aim to get mm-hmm. this done and continue. Like, cause I'm still learning, man. Right. I'm still educating myself. I'm still doing work. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, constantly changing things that, you know, and, and, you know, and so I'm doing it because I want to know who I am and I want to be in full charge of who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to, uh, like that's where the word sovereign gets thrown in. Like yeah. the, the definition of sovereign is what I want to, be, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be a sovereign person. I don't want to be, you know, I want to have the def, like definition of sovereign. I want that to be an adjective to describe my right, life. Right, right. But I don't want that as a label because David yeah. Koresh and those people in Waco, mm-hmm. they were sovereign and we saw what happened to them. Yeah. Right. Because they automatically became the enemy of the state because they yeah. declared their sovereign, you know, and then they had you know, they had an arsenal and they, that, that's like, oh, they, they're enemies of the state. They have arsenals on our, our land. Yeah. You're, you're all dead. Yeah. Right. I'm not, that's, I'm not about that. Like I'm, like I said earlier, I'm for the state. I'm all about it. Like I just choose to, you know, take my natural birthright back. Right. right. Because I was put into the system against my will, against mm-hmm. my knowing with the birth certificate. Right. There's two different, there's two different things when you're born. There's a, a certificate of live birth, which mm-hmm. declares that I am an American born mm-hmm. on the land in the state I was born in was Kansas. I'm a Kansan for the rest of my life. That's my that's my birthright. I'm mm-hmm. a Kansan. Right. That's my nationality. I'm a Kansan. Mm-hmm. Right. So that they have that piece of paper. My parents have this young boy named Jacob Patrick Gutierrez. And, you know, here's your healthy boy. Here's the certificate of live birth. And also. Here's a form you need to fill out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is for, uh, you need your son to have a social security account and we need your son to uh, be registered with the county 
and we're going to create an entity, right? Um, and, and I don't want to get too deep into it with the placenta right. and all that stuff. Like, you know, the, the possible live birth, there's three parts and who owns me and who owns, you know, because they take the placenta, create a straw man account out of it because it has parts of me and it, it, mm. it can be considered at one point in time living. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why if you look at the definition of a person, it can also be the definition of a person. And according to Black's Law's dictionary can also be a corporation. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why, like, not all, I don't want to go down this road, but also right. it's why, uh, like people who think Roe v. Wade being reversed was about abortion, like fucking go read the 270 pages worth of information about what that was. And, mm -hmm. and like, you're just all like. That was that was a giant distraction to yep. for people to argue about uh, whether abortion is right or wrong and whether it should be legal or not legal. The principle behind that was to define the word person, right? Right, because all this technology that we're creating, Google and these other technology companies wanted to use the word person to define AI, right? Mm. And all. And all these other things that that are being created right now, because they've already declared that corporation can be a person. Right. Right. You know, and, and so that was, you know, that was the Supreme Court saying, no, fuck this. We're going to we're going to turn the power over to the states. Mm. Right. Because Roe v. Wade got overturned. And guess what? You can still go to California and get an abortion. So it's yeah. not illegal. Right. Right. And so what all that was is the, is the Supreme Court going this is this is way too we shouldn't be making these decisions right. these are decisions that should be made on a state level here's what the definition of a person is we're not changing that yeah all right right so fuck you google fuck <laughs> you microsoft yeah. like we're no like that we're not going to allow ai to be classified as a person right right and and, and so like not to get like you got to help me stay on course <laughs> like, <laughs> in these directions but that's no, what that was dude, about. this is great. Uh, let right. me, here, Jacob, how about I do this? Because I have Black's Law a Dictionary pulled up here. Uh, it says, person, a man considered according to the rank he holds in society with all the right to which the place he holds entitles him and the uh, duties which it imposes. The word in its natural and usual significance includes women as well as men, a commonwealth term may include artificial beings as corporations. So that's what I mean, like the, mm. the like corp the like corporate beings, right? Yeah. Artificial corporate beings. They wanted to put in artificial intelligence, mm. right? Because that's artificial beings. It's not artificial right. intelligence, right? Because a, a corporation is a, an entity. It's a being, right? right? right. So it's like, so what they were trying to get done there was to change, like get that moved into so they could start you know, incorporating, yeah. incorporating AI. That's creepy. Right. And it's like, who the fuck's talking about this? Yeah. Exactly. And we all yeah. have seen. Terminator. And why would you want to do that? <laughs> you know, like it's clear that because obviously there's an agenda. You need to get right. through the first hurdle. Why but, do you want to push that? <laughs> but like all you heard was that being overturned is all about a fucking abortion. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, like, and, and that's why I pull myself out of, out of the system. It's like, I, I don't vote in that game. Right. right. I, that's one of the things I can't collect social security. I can't vote. I can't collect unemployment. Right. Uh, I'm not under the, under that jurisdiction. Right. Right. 
but it's like i'm out of that game man if you guys yeah. want to be you know if, if you don't by now do your homework and if you don't understand that there's nobody in the district of columbia who is for you yeah right they are all for themselves and they're all for each other if you think democrats hate republicans like you're cra <laughs> you're crazy yeah right they want democrats the people who identify as democrats and people who identify as republicans mm -hmm. they want them to hate each other yep but they're in dc laughing doing oh. insider trading they're doing really all kinds of you know, yeah. taking handouts from yeah. you know from, from corporations for you yeah. know you know so it's like they all anybody in congress anybody in the senate they have one job right yep. and they all know that job and they know it well Yep. And that is to pass bills to keep that that United States corporation mm -hmm. in massive debt. Yep. Keep them in massive debt. We're going to keep passing these bills. We're going to keep like that's their only job. They yep. get that. Everybody else doesn't. They think, exactly. okay, yeah. we need the Republicans to have the power. No, yeah. no, we need the Democrats need the Senate. No, no, yeah. it's like, like no, like that's like it's a whole fucking movie, folks. Yeah, yeah, like, we're literally fucking... watching. We're we're in the crowd of Maury. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. And so it's like you know um, where I was starting to go is like so I'm at this symposium. I see this man named Robert Michael talk, and he's talking about you know non-us citizen private being in the private you know private trusts and like mm. you never really own land until you own the land patent and have that secured in a trust like you'll pay taxes on your land even if Damn. you pay your mortgage off and it's like you know and, and i'm like sitting there with with my friend and we're listening to this and it's about 20 minutes in and i mean some of the things like resonate but right. it's like my then my mind comes back it's like that's fucking crazy like oh, that makes sense no it doesn't yeah. oh that makes yeah. sense no it doesn't no it doesn't and then i'm like i turned to my friend and i was like that dude is fucking crazy <laughs> you know and then five minutes later ten minutes later he finishes his, his talk and he goes i want you to ask yourself something that you hear it. like are you sitting there saying this guy's crazy <laughs> because if you are good yeah good go do your own homework yeah right yeah because that's what i did and, and then i was like well okay yeah because i just called that guy literally out loud crazy yeah i'm gonna go do my homework and that's when i started finding out about you know being in the private and what what a u.s citizen is and and uh u.s lowercase citizen and and how our birth certificate get us you know just like you register a car you can mm -hmm. get registered with the county you know, and that's like, you know, if you're like at any point in time, my 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 parents, you know, the state of Kansas could have came in and said, oh, you know, Bob and Debbie, we deem you unfit. We're taking Jacob away. Yeah. For for whatever reason, they saw right in yep. their eyes. They were right? they were running low on adrenochrome. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't they they're the one that they like my parents didn't own me. Right. The county of Johnson County owned me. Right. And at any point in time, they could say, you know, you've registered him with us. We mm -hmm. can take him away. Because, so, yeah. So they can we'll take you a tax car. write off. Yeah. We'll give you a tax write off. Like, you should register him with us. We'll give you, yeah. we'll, let you we'll, we'll give you a refund on your taxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why, like, even if your car's paid for, right? And, and yeah. you're just not registered. Register, yeah. 
They'll fucking yeah, just come right. take it. Yeah, they'll just well, come yeah, take because it. You're, yeah, put a boot on it, whatever. It's yeah. their property. Yeah. <laughs> you've given them, you've turned over your title to them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and you don't understand it because you're like, uh, you tell me I need this. Like, does anybody read the fine print when you sign that shit? No one right. does. So yeah. yeah, okay, sure. Sounds good. Sure. Don't be a slave. <laughs> Don't taxes, so, yeah, so, sign so, me up. <laughs> you know, the city ordinance officer doesn't pull me over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, George Washington right now is going, God fucking damn Jesus, fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Like there was a, a journalist that after they, you know, after they came up with the Declaration of Independence and, 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 you know, Benjamin Franklin walks out and he was asked, like, what kind of government did you guys create? And he said, we created a republic for as long as you can keep it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, and that was his answer because they're like, that, keep, yeah, yeah, because we no longer have it. Right? Cue that we, cue that black guys jumping all together on that. When they were dis- <laughs> dis- <laughs> oh! <laughs> he said that. I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's what they've done. They've, they've been yeah. able to fool us out of our birthrights. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've, we've agreeably, we've turned them over. Yep. We've said, yeah, sure. Because like our great, great grandparents, they didn't do this shit. Right. Right. They didn't fucking pay federal taxes. They, you know, they weren't us citizens. They yeah. were, they were statesmen and women. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When and I, uh, my grandfather was still alive. I had asked him, um, when birth certificates started, he said that was in the thirties, somewhere, somewhere mm-hmm. in the early thirties. And he said, um, 33, right. It was a 33. Of course. Yeah. It's yeah. 33. Of course. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, I said, so, so what did they do? Like, to, he's like they just wrote our name in the Bible. That's mm-hmm. or, or whatever Bible. family book. I mean, typically it was a Bible, but you know whatever book. And if you lived here, that's how you. That's all. You, it's all. Yep, he's he's yeah. ours. And they, oh, and all that right, was, cool. Was their, that, that was their certificate of live birth. Yeah. Right. Right. And that you know, and that and like now you know now they like put black ink on the kid's left foot, and yeah. stamp their foot, and like that's their certificate of live birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> Thinking about it now, dude, that's so fucked up. They're like, go ahead, stamp here, sir, please. And they're like, just pick your baby's foot up. And, and yeah. stamp. Well, I mean, Thank and you, sir. Uh, your wife does it for crafts. It's all good. That's more important than the birth certificate, right? Yeah. That's yeah. like, that's you making landfall. Yeah. You know, going down the birthing canal, you know, hitting the port, yeah. landfall. You know? <laughs> yeah. Law is land, air, water, jur- you know, jurisdiction. Right. Right? And that's why they come to law, you know? And so it's like, you're, you're coming off the boat, just like they came over off the boat, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, you're going through the birthing canal, the waters, and mm-hmm. then you're, you're landfall. Now you're an American. And so yeah. it's like cheeky fuckers. <laughs> right. And so it's like the way you describe it is like, so at that point in time, when you hit landfall, they give you a red coat and that's your birthright. Right. I'm an American. Right. And yeah. so and then they say, here, fill out this form. And then they give you a blue coat. Right. Mm. And now you're a U.S. citizen and that mm. trumps your red coat. And so you have a red coat on underneath, but you have to wear this blue coat because now you're a U.S. citizen and that no, now you turn over your rights. Now you, you have to stand over where the blue coat people stand and yeah. that's, they have the power over you. Because if you understand where U.S. citizens come from. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was created for a, a very valid reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Is from the Emancipation Proclamation that Abraham Lincoln made. Right? right when they freed freed the slaves, which is mm-hmm. I think we all can agree a wonderful thing. Yeah, but yeah, the thing was, for sure. 
I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so what happened was you have all these free men and women, former slaves, mm-hmm. without a nation, right? Like yeah. I said, we had statesmen and women from whatever state you were born in, right? Right. And in the process of becoming, you know, a, a, a citizen of that state, a statesman or a woman, right, is a lengthy process mm-hmm. that took paperwork and took like six or seven years to do Damn. right and, and it's like first most most of the slaves you know some of them were uneducated and couldn't read or write and and so how do you expect these people to do this paperwork right. and, and take this time to get their their freedom so they created a u.s citizenship mm. right and their state was a 10 mile by 10 mile square in the district of columbia yeah. and they became u.s citizens that was their state that was their nation they were u.s citizens they right. were free men and women they were u.s citizens like i was you know i'm a, a kansas statesman right they were u.s citizens their state was the district of columbia and that's when they created the u.s corporation because you know kansas had a government that that's their corporation and, and what happened is you fast forward now right they have this this term u.s citizen and then fast forward to 1933 what i was talking about what just happened? The Great Depression happens in 32, 31, 32, and we're running out of gold. And the the, the federal government, which I, I could use a thousand expletives to describe <laughs> the, 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 the Federal Reserve, right? Which is there's yeah. nothing federal about it, right? right? It's Correct. the banks, it's private. private. There's, yeah. there's there's nothing federal. Like the there, there was three times they tried to start a Federal Reserve, and on the third time, they were successful. The first mm-hmm. two times, the, the men who tried to create a Federal Reserve, Thomas Jefferson hung them, right? Hell yeah. And the second time, <laughs> gang, they, gang, they, homie. <laughs> they were ran out, right? Because people were like, what? Like, why do we need, like, we don't need you to hold our fucking money. Like, 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 what the fuck? You hold yeah. I don't nuts. even know you, and you want to hold my purse? No. Right, and then give it to somebody else and make money yeah. off of you? Right. Yeah. Like the, 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 how that like that didn't make sense. But then right. what happened? I, I, it's, it's a thick read and it's super chewy. But I highly suggest if you want to do your homework, go read a book called The, uh, the Monster of Jekyll Island. Did I get that right. Mm, uh, yeah. The, the creature, the creature, creature from, Jekyll, creature from Jekyll, Jekyll, Island. Island. Yeah, Jekyll Island. Sorry. It's it's a crazy like that. They talk about how that all came to fruition and how. They, you know, these seven families formed the federal, you know, with infiltrated the federal government and got it passed, you yeah. know, and, and, and so that was Federal Reserve was created, what, 1913, I think it took yes. them 20 years to bankrupt our country. And so they Man, come to it's us. Something, it has something to do with chartering it too, right? Or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. After a certain FDIC amount of time, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. They come to our government. They say, you're running out of gold. We're not going to be able to print any money. And the federal government's like, fuck, how are we going to have any fiat currency if we don't have any gold? And they say, oh, wait, see this guy over here, Jacob Gutierrez? Like, he's going to make X amount of dollars in his lifetime. Like, could we use him for collateral? Yeah. They're like, Talmud page four? Uh, Yeah. Under usury. (laughs) You absolutely can, right? What we'll do is we'll create a trust. We'll create a trust. He'll become the trustee. We'll become the beneficiary of that trust, right? We'll call it Social Security. We'll get him a birth certificate. We'll get him registered with the state. We'll turn him into a U.S. citizen. Sounds great. You know, 
he'll pay, you know, he'll pay his taxes every year because I mean, look at the history of federal taxes. The federal taxes were created. The only people who paid federal taxes when it was first it, were, were people who worked in the federal government. Those right. are the only people who paid federal taxes. And then, you know, World War One comes around and people who couldn't go fight over in the war, mm-hmm. who wanted to help the country, they said, well, how can we help our country? I can't go fight. I'm mm-hmm. 50 years old. I'm 45 years old. I'm not in the army. I can't go fight. How can I help our country? Got they said, well, bond, motherfucker. Yeah. We have this, you know, we have this federal tax that we tax all of our employees. You could pay it if you wanted. Okay. I'm helping my country. I'm, I'll pay this tax. <laughs> And like, okay, well then people start doing this. Like, people are just fucking paying this shit. Like, why don't we make everybody clip? Yeah. Why don't don't we make everybody do this? Okay. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, we got to trick them first. We got to make them, you know, part of our system. And so it's like, all these things happen. But this isn't the shit they teach you in school. No, no. Right? Like, because they don't want you to know about this shit. Right? But that's like, that's where I, I circle all the way back to like. This isn't for everybody because you need to understand how we got here, why we got here and and educate yourself in terms of like, like it it, learn about the history and and how like your ancestors lived, right? Because it's not the same way we live and it only takes two or three generations to wash it all out. Yeah. It's not a lot of time. No. Tell when, when people like me sit here and like, if, if you're like, if you don't have any background knowledge, you think I'm absolutely nuts. Yeah. What do you mean you're you're a non-US citizen? What the fuck is that? Yeah. And I, I don't want to get too far into my paperwork, but Migra, like, Migra. <laughs> but like like so what I had to do is I had to first I I got my, my certificate of live birth authenticated. Mm-hmm. Right? I got it authenticated with my state, and then I got it authenticated by the federal government, right? And then I started the process of changing my status. So this is what my birth certificate looks like. And I want to be, you know, cognizant of making sure I don't kill yeah. too much of my information. Mm-hmm. So that's oh, from the United States. Yeah, okay. That, yeah, that that's cool. Different. I've never, yeah, I've never right. seen that. Right. So it, so it's, it's three parts, right? So that's from the, the federal government that they, mm-hmm. they certified it. And then this is from the state of Kansas. Okay. It's got the yep. seal and everything, state of, everything yep. on. Right. And then... This is my certificate of live birth. Okay, that's the one that I've seen. I have, right. I have, I have that one. Right, and so I, so I have this authenticated. It's it's recognized by the United States of America. It's recognized mm-hmm. by the state of Kansas, and now I can start my process. Okay, because that's 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 my proof that I was born here. I was born mm-hmm. on this land, and, and now you agree that this is who you think I am, right? right? And I have your authentication. So, right? And so what I do is I take that and then I put together this these 41 pages, right? And so this is my changing a status, which has been recognized by the Bighorn County in Montana. Okay. Right? And so this is, you know, talking, this is pre-March 9th, 1933, private citizen of the United States, private American national, non-U.S. citizen to become once again from being a public D.C. territorial. Damn. United States. I love how it's in quotes. United States. That's wild. And so so it's like, you know, I have all this paperwork that I have to do and I have my own own seal that's pressed. 
Dang, um, hooligan seal. It's you get em- to pick. Do you get to pick like your own design? Well, it's an emboss. <laughs> I don't know if you can read that. Yeah, yeah, but, I see it. Yeah, that's awesome. So it says, you know, it says Jacob Patrick Guterres, United States of America, Union States American National. That's on my embosser. I emboss my paperwork. I get it, you know, notarized, you know, oh, yeah. and then I get it, get it sent out to, you know, there's different counties that recognize and do this because they understand what's going on. You know, uh, so is that yeah, why you you chose to do that with Colorado? Well, I did it in Montana. Or I'm I'm sorry, Montana. Um, There's one so, in Georgia so, that does it. There's a couple different places because they understand this. They understand so, the changing of status. So, so what you're doing, what you're doing, not is, like like Kansas doesn't or Missouri, like because they're right here. You didn't. No, I mean they they they, they it's it's only certain like they're they, like they what? Just, they just don't know how to do it. They you don't know what your, you want to change your what. Right. They don't, so they don't recognize it. They don't understand it. They don't have the, the process. And there's, yeah. there's counties in this nation that do. And mm. so, and so, I mean, what, what you want to do, you go back to what you were saying, like the court system, like I, I, I wouldn't ever enter a court system without first, you know, submitting all this documentation that they've acknowledged, right. Mm-hmm. They've certified right. my, right. And that, you know, I have this state of Montana, which is part of your United States, the, you know, your federal government that like you've all recognized and acknowledged right you've had you've had in in the paperwork you've had ample opportunities and all i send everything certified mail and registered mail and you've had ample if you want to dispute me doing this please step forward and let's let's have an open honest conversation about me doing this they don't because they know this is perfectly within my rights to do this Right. And so before I'd enter into any court system, I, I would I would submit all this as evidence. Right. Which would prove that I'm not under the jurisdiction of a circuit one or two court for U.S. Mm. citizens. I'm under the jurisdiction of a circuit three court for private nationals. You know, yeah, I mean, and, and look. Some people think I'm crazy and that's OK, man, I'm OK with that. Like, yeah. Because I know who I am. I know what I've done. I know the work that I've put in place. I've educated myself, right? I know the language. It's, you know, it, it's like we, we started with. Like language is, is it, it, you, it, it's like learning. You got to learn trust law. You got to learn about Black's Law's dictionary. You got to know the words that they use to trap you. Right. Right. Because all right. they do is they're waiting. They're waiting for you to make a mistake so they can trap you. Yep. You know, and so when I have, and so all I'm doing is I'm building a case for myself of who I am. Mm-hmm. Here's who I am. Here's who you've acknowledged I am. Right. And so how can anybody argue this? Right. Right. It, right. it can't be disputed. And so I want to keep adding to that evidence. Yeah. Right? And there's, and there's so much that you can continually add to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and that's why I'm saying like, I'm still learning. I'm still adding stuff to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, now let me ask you this too. So like, and, and I've heard new, like you've talked about it. Um, Brendan Joe Williams that came on our show, he talked about it. Um, and Coach Empty Heard, he came on the show, he talked about it, talking about trust. It's private trust. Now when you say like, oh, I put things in my trust or everything I have is I don't own, it's under my trust. What what did, what exactly does that mean? Like you have like a, like a pillowcase that says trust <laughs> and every time you put something in there, you're like, back up, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the trust. This is my trust. Okay. Like, so this is all my paperwork. So 
I don't want to get too deep because it's private. It's right. Private. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to get too deep into it, but I, you know, I've created it and I've appointed trustees to my trust. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I'm the beneficiary of my trust. Right. And that's the most important part. You want right. to be a beneficiary. Mm-hmm. Right. And- because, because right now how your trust is set up in terms of your social security, the district of Columbia, the U S corporation, they're the beneficiary and mm-hmm. you're the trustee. So I want to flip that. I want to make right. them the trustees. They're responsible of, of the trust and I'm the beneficiary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so I, you know, and so it's like, that's, that's the flip, right? I, you know, so like, that's what I mean by when yeah. I, when I, I started that trust, it's an acknowledged trust. It's, you mm-hmm. know, so, so here, so I guess here's the question, like when you do that, like, let's just say, okay, like, cause I, I, I've talked to some people that said that like, dude, my motherfucking laptop is under my trust. Right. So is it as simple as when you create your trust, just writing this laptop, this model is certified under the truck or is it like a, a specific a, thing you got to, yeah, there's, there's specific paperwork that you have to enter in and in most of it almost always has to be notarized and documented mm. and gotcha and and, and and recognized like that's what you want you want things to be recognized mm-hmm. right by but you're playing their game right right but you're just you're playing it by by the rules that that were originally given to you by your birth right right and that's like the the, her, the term like have your house in order right like our great-grandparents used to say make sure your house is in order but then yeah. that's what they meant. Like they meant mm-hmm. like you had to have like, you know, because the, the way families used to work back to your Bible reference right. about the name going in the Bible. It's like for things to transfer over, your house had to be in order. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you had to prove status. You had to prove who you were and, you know, prove that you're the beneficiary of this trust. Right. And this stuff is in the trust. So, you know, this is passed down to you. Right. So now my son is now the beneficiary. And it's like, like the rich people understand this game, mm-hmm. man. Like, yeah. you, you know, they do that. That's how they do all this. That's why, you know, fucking Jay-Z's kid has $150 million in, in his, like, that's his name and his yeah. trust. Like, like they're like, they all play this game. They just don't want us to know the rules. Exactly. Yeah. And they want us to play by the rules that, you know, the broad brush rules that, that yeah. we didn't agree to, but this is the only way you can do it. And that's yeah. why you can't find any of this stuff on the internet. Now I will say that there are, this arena is messy and dirty and you got to take time and you got to, you got to do your due diligence because there are people yeah. out there taking people's money and not, mm-hmm. not doing it right. And yeah. it's like, I mean, I, I, I don't have anything bad to say about those people is that, you know, that's unfortunate, but it's also like, there's two people like you're, you're dancing a tango, man. And if you don't know who you're dancing with and you can get taken yeah. and it's your, it's your fault if you get taken, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so do your homework. I mean, I, and I, when I started finding out about this, I was like, what is like every new thing is like, what the fuck? What? What? Yeah. What? It's like <laughs> it's like it's overwhelming, and you have to step back and breathe, and, and right. then like go go back into it, and then step back, and it's like as you get more into it, and then you start learning more, and they start understanding it, and you start saying, "Wow, this is really corrupt," and and it's like why I have an appreciation for what they did because 
it's not corrupt because they did it with all our knowing, mm-hmm. right? It's just really deceitful, right? Yeah. It's not corrupt. They do it under all the right pretenses, right? It's just, it's just dirty, right? And, and right. moral. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, but it's also, it's like, we're so stupid nowadays. Like we don't, we don't read things. We don't understand these things. We don't do our homework. We don't, we'll just sign anything. And it's, yeah. it's like, I don't sign anything today. I autograph it. Right. And yeah, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an agent of record for their, the, the straw man that they created that I took power back. Mm-hmm. So like, what's the first thing, if you get pulled over, what's the first thing that officer asks for is, Oh, What's the first thing? License and License registration. And registration. Yep. Okay. Right. And so me pre knowing all this stuff, what would I do? I'd get my registration out and I'd get my license out and I'd hand yeah. it to right? <laughs> so what's, the, what's, what's the next question that comes along with that? Do you know what Jacob, I was doing for? Jacob Patrick Gutierrez with my license in his hand. Is this you? Mm-hmm. And I'd say, yes, officer, that's me. And guess what? I just turned into this piece of fucking paper. Mm, yeah. Like my answer today is like in the most respectful way possible is officer. How could that piece of paper possibly be this flesh and blood man that's sitting in front of you that was put here by God? Right. That's not, that's not me. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a picture. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's, that's a picture in a, in a name and an, a domicile address. Yeah. Right. But that isn't, that's not me. That couldn't possibly be me. I'm right. sitting right in front of you, sir. You know, and I don't be disrespectful and I say, I'm here to help. How can I help you in any way possible? Right. right? But the reality is that today you don't have jurisdiction over me. And if, you know, if you feel the need to take me out of this car and take me down to jail, I'm a, that's, that's your right. Right. I do understand that, that, you know, I have, I have a fee, right. That you will, you know, I have a, a scheduled fee. That, that you you're you're encroaching on the thing is like most sheriffs and most mm-hmm. state troopers they know the truth about this stuff right and how you know and how i have it set up you know i i haven't there's steps that i haven't completed yet right like i haven't like you i, I need to go get a new id right because there's ids that I, I like that you can go get issued from the state of kansas that says you know this person's the agent of record and then they'll go back to their car and they'll run your your agent of record and they'll say, okay, do not detain. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll say, we don't have jurisdiction over you. I'm sorry. You know, because yeah. I talked about this on the other podcast, like they can't pull me over unless I'm committing a crime. Right. Because they're, they're impeding my right to travel. And I, man, I got slaughtered. I know that there was, Oh like, dude, I read that shit. And uh, I was like, and I, and I, I, yo. I love it. I'm, I'm okay with it, man. And none of it, like I, I I'm okay with it, man. I, it doesn't bother me because Papa Ron was like, man, I feel bad for you. You're just getting murdered. And it's like, it's okay, man. Like, because I'm secure. I know my, you know, I know my truth. Look, I don't know if you guys are familiar with David Goggins. I love mm-hmm. David Goggins. Like one of my heroes. I love the dude. He's really helped me instill a, a level of discipline. And, you know, he says, you're born with one mouth for a reason, right? <laughs> you're born with one mouth for a reason to speak what you believe in. Right. Right. And so I, 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 what I believe in, what I know, right. I speak it. And if it does not resonate with you. Okay, cool, man. Yeah. 
right? And and people are like, oh, I love these sovereigns, and it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, not educated. I'm, I'm not sovereign, bro. Right. Like I'm 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 private. I'm a private right. American national, recognized by your government too. So yeah. I mean, like it's it's cool. So you can like talk like you know because look, there are people who don't do this right. And right. th- those are the people that you see on videos getting yanked out of cars. Yeah, telling, getting fucking tased. Telling, yeah, sure. Right. Telling cops, hey, you don't have any right over me. I'm sovereign because I say yeah. so. Right. You know, like, yeah. no, like I have this paperwork with me. Officer here, this is recognized by your government. Take a yeah. look at it. Finger through that. Call back to the station. Find somebody that because if you arrest me and take me in, you know, in that in that. Let's see if I can pull this out quickly. There, there's like. There's a fee schedule that's agreed to, like that you're impede on my right. Then you like, unfortunately, like the oh, that the government agreed to all this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like, well, because it's all agreed agreed upon, right? Right. Yeah, you know. And so it's like I don't know if you can see this rights violated, fees and fines, right? So I set this fee schedule. Okay. okay. Yeah. Looks like a classic phone book there. Yeah, <laughs> like so. If they like so, like denial of due c- civilian due process, harassment by phone, mail, email, or in person, intimidating or threatening, harm to my rights, assaulting, touching, grabbing, searching, arresting, handcuffing, tying, zip tying, moving, licking, spitting. There's a there's a fee. Yeah, and for each know, one of those items, huh? Your government has agreed. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what I do. This is this. I'm, this is who I am. I'm a, a non-U.S. citizen. I'm a private American national recognized by your jurisdiction, by, by your, by your, your bosses. Right. <laughs> right. And right. So it's, so like, dope. it's like, if you want to take me in, cool. But you know, the reality is that you, you like, you're probably going to lose your job because yeah. your state, your state is going to owe me a lot of money. And that's the last thing I want you to do. Cause I'm right. sure you have a family and, 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 uh, you know, and people to take care of. And I don't, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want bad things for you. So let's, right. let's, let's figure this out. I'm, I got all the time in the world for you because right. I'm here to help you. Right. I'm not against you. I'm not trying to fight you. I'm not trying to tell you you're wrong. I'm just trying to tell you, this is who I am. Right. Right. And you just don't know who I am. So I'm here to help you understand who I am. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. And, and like I said, I'm not going to fight. If you feel the need to take me in, by all means, do the job to your best ability, right? What I'm telling you is once this goes in front of a circuit three judge, it's not going to be good. And, right. and look, this is a giant waste of my time. I don't want to be put in these positions. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want these things to happen to me. But the thing is, if they do happen to me, I have the knowledge and I have the work that's done. I've, mm-hmm. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. I'm prepared to to stand up for who I am and 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 and, and remind their government who I am, yeah. acknowledged by them. Right. And so it's like people, you know, people think I'm crazy, and and it's because they just haven't. The thing is, people don't know about this because they don't want you to know about it. Exactly. Why in the world right. They want you to know about this. That's why I hadn't heard of it. Yeah. Right. And that's why I go back to like thank God for the pandemic because it opened my eyes, it woke me up, and it, you know. And that's kind of why I started my book because my life didn't really change all that much during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, it just didn't. And, and, and I, because I was prepared, right. right. I had already gone through my hells. Right. <laughs> right. So when 2020 came along, I was, you know, I had my Kevlar on baby. Yeah. I was really, you know, so that's all oh, yeah. you got. Just bull- <laughs> right. well, I, was like, I was like, 
how can you cause any more mental stress to me than I've already exactly. been through, man? <laughs> yeah. Like this is like, and it's like I, I'm like I've looked at death three or four times now, like yeah. like nose to nose. Yeah. Like like this is like yeah, this ain't shit. Yeah. Right. He's like, like um, Tyler Durgan from the fucking that one scene. <laughs> when they, when he's like, don't close the club. Whatever. He's like spitting blood in his face. He's like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, and so it's like when this happened is like. I'm just going about my business, doing what I need to do. And it's like people close to me who I respected and, you know, and I educated people like they're losing their shit. Yep. And, and I have a lot of compassion for them. And they're coming to me and asking me like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Because this, yeah. this shit doesn't seem to be phasing you. Why? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, and so First I know. Time, huh? <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's, it's also like, what are, what are you doing? Like, fuck, yeah. what, they're, fuck what they're doing. What are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. Like stop that, focusing that, on what they're doing. Start focusing man. on what you're doing. That was and the best is, advice during that time. Like who gives a shit what they say? Do what you're right. going to do because right. I, I can't tell you, you know, I had three small kids. Um, it was terrible time for them because of uh, schools being shut down and things like that. But I was going to be damned if these kids had to live like they were fucking locked up, you know? Yeah. So we lived our life, man. We went to the beach. We went to the park. We went on walks. Absolutely. We went on bike rides. None of them had fucking masks on. Like we did, yeah. we did what we would normally do. And the first time that it hit me that we did something different than the majority of people was when my son had an assignment in school. Once everything started to get back to normal and they said, I want you to write down what you did during quarantine. Hmm. And he's like, I don't know how to answer this. She's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you said like we did. I didn't I wasn't quarantined. And she's like, no, when everybody had to stay home, like, what did you, you and your family do? He's like, we I don't understand. So they call my wife and she's like, yeah, we didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, what do you mean you didn't do that? She's like, oh, no, we went to the park. We had a fucking full on Halloween party at our house. Like, yeah. it was great, you know? So what? they You're were like, alive somehow. Yeah, wow. but, uh, winners of death. We've survived so many so far. Multiple, so, multiple. Yeah, you know, and it was, it was, it was awesome because their lives didn't really skip a beat. The only thing that That's really awesome, disrupted man. anything was school. That was yeah. it. You know, they still got to hang out with their friends. We still got to go do things. And, and it was it was good. And and it's because, like you said, like this ain't shit for me. You know, yeah. like we've already weathered those storms. And you're telling me that this guy over here is going to tell me I can't leave my house. I don't think so. I'm not doing that. Right. Exactly, <laughs> man. And it's yeah. like, you know, if, if and, and that's that's it, it should be a great lesson for all of us, because that's the power of groupthink. Yep. Right. That's the power of, uh, you know, you're in a room of 12 people and for no reason, 11 people stand up like, and you're just going to stand up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a part of our human condition. Yeah. But it's also like, well, I'm going to sit back. Uh, why mm -hmm. are people standing up? No, are people standing up because there's a fire and they're all getting, getting ready to leave and run out of the room? <laughs> I probably should get up and, and stand and, and, right. and leave the room, right? But it's also, it's like, I'm not just going to do something because everybody else is doing it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to discern. Cause like today yeah. I just observe intuition and discernment is like, it's the most important part of me. Like I gotta, yep. I gotta use it. Right. And so, you know, I, you know, because I, I look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say like, I just was like, man, cause for, yeah. for the first month or two, I was freaked the fuck out. Of course. Yep. I, I put a mask on my fucking face. 
-hmm. Like I was like, okay, if this is gonna, you know, if this is gonna save me somehow, but then like then data started coming out. Yeah. Saying, oh, oh, these masks don't do shit. Why yeah. am I putting one on? Oh, and you know, the history of my family, right? That like mm -hmm. like like cancer is is there. You yeah. know, both my parents passed before the age of 60 of cancer. My mom at 55, my dad at 59. It's like I read a report from Sloan Kethering about this this experimental uh, you know DNA therapy that mm -hmm. can shut down parts of your your center of your nucleus that fights off cancer right no thank you why in the <laughs> fuck am i going to put that in my body yeah. when like it's like okay wait like i i get it like there are some vaccines that might help like measles and mumps i don't, I don't right. know sure sure you know right. but they've had a hundred years it. of status study yeah. you know it's like it's like okay can you tell me what this thing does to me in five years no nope, yeah. take it yeah what, good wait, luck wait, hold on <laughs> That doesn't make any sense to me. Can you tell yeah. me what happens in three years? Nope. Take it. Oh, oh well, I, I just, I, I, I can't do that. So yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to take my 99.7% chance because I don't have any comorbidities because <laughs> I got rid of those before this even started. So right. I'm, I'm yeah. going to take, Beat you. <laughs> I'm going to take that, you know, that blue like death risk. Okay. Yeah. On your thing. face. Yeah, I I, know, I was drinking the original recipe for locos. Okay, now you're gonna tell me that a cold's gonna kill me? I don't <laughs> right? Know. I hope you guys remember Sparks. But I yeah, was, yeah, I, dude. I was hammering Sparks on the regular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. and you telling me so bad. Sniffles yeah. is gonna get me? I don't think right. so. <laughs> I was snorting stuff that I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Familiar with the garden hose? Are you? Yeah. yeah. Just drinking pure H2O lead. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, so I was starting to say, it's like, so I see these people losing their shit around me and it's like, okay, I, like, I'm not that smart and I'm not that like, like, why are people like respecting me and coming to my, and it's like, because I had something to share. Right. And it's like, what's the best way for me to get this message out? And I, yeah. I was like, well, a book, you know, and, and it's like, because what it boils down to is, you know, just like I told you, it's like it, these things cr were created in me because I started living a principled life and I started yeah. basing my life on, you know, it's like when I look at my actions, like things that feel, make me feel good and things that make me feel bad. Like when I do something, we're one of these 12 principles in line with my actions. Mm -hmm. Right. And if the answer is no, then I probably didn't feel very good about this action. But if the answer is yes, then I probably feel pretty good about that action and I can yeah. stand behind it. Right. Whether it be, you know, Honesty, faith, hope, uh, integrity, you know, service, brotherly love, um, you know, uh, humility, uh, you know, I, I have 12, I write about these 12 principles in my book. And it's like, if my actions, if one of these principles is in, in line with my action, right, then I'm okay with this action. Now there's antithesis of those principles, right? Right. Right. Which, you know, honesty, which would be lying, you know, you know, discord would be, you know, har opposite of harmony, discord, you know, opposite of, of faith, despair, you know, the, like if, if I'm acting in these opposite of these principles, well, then I'm not I'm not living the principled life that I want to be. And trust me, I only know this because of the, the massive amount of unprincipled living that I did, right? right? Uh -huh. the, the, the massive wreckage that I was constantly creating behind me, hurting the people I love the most and, and, and others through my own selfishness and self-centeredness and, and living a way of life is like, I'm not going to do something unless I get benefit out of it. Like, mm -hmm. will you help me? Uh, yeah, but guess what? I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. And when I need something, I'm going to come hit you up for it. Instead of right. just being like, 
yeah, you're my brother. I love you. I'd, I'd love to help you. Right. Right. Because that's just the right way to be. Yeah. Right. Not not, not tit for tat. Right. And it's exactly, like, yeah. If I wasn't going to get anything out of it, then there's a good chance I wasn't doing it. And I lived my life so long by that means. It's like, and it, it got me to an absolute miserable place. So it's like, I got to some really low spots. And if I can help people avoid getting to that low of spots, then that's what God put me like. So also all the stuff that I went through has a lot of meaning now because like now I can, you know, you don't know what you want until you know what you don't want. And now I know what I don't want. So now I know what I want. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, wh- what's to say, I'm just playing a little devil's advocate here because I don't know myself. Sure. Um, is what's to say like you, 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 you do all these things, right? You have all these things recognized by the government. Um, and you get somebody who's had a bad, has had a bad day, <laughs> takes it out on you. Right. And just goes, fuck you, throwing you in jail. You get thrown in jail and you, then you still do go through a, a district three judge. Right. And he goes, and he just goes, nah, we're not going to deal with it. Like what would be the. Is that a scenario potentially? Like who who upholds the ideology of what this is to ensure that it would be enforced if it came down to that? Because I would imagine the police officers that don't know this are like, I don't really care what your fee schedule is and you're telling me that I would be responsible or whatever. I'm taking you in, you cuckoo guy, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I hope I don't ever have to find out that way. But ultimately, <laughs> if, if that were to happen, then it would be my fault. Mm-hmm. Then I didn't do something properly. Then I didn't have my house in order to yeah, the right. There was a misstep right. somewhere. Right. I, I didn't do something properly. Because the way I, I mean, because the reality is that people have done it this way and people have, have succeeded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, all the way to the highest level. Right. All the way to the Supreme Court. Right. And so it's like. Uh, you know, if, if I got to that point where I was in front of a judge and like, yeah, this is not, this is, this is not done right. This is, I can't recognize this. Then right. I fucked up somewhere, man. And that's the reality. Then I need, and what, and so what I say when we first started this thing, mistakes, I got to make them so I can learn. So it's like, I got to go back and I got to fucking fix what I, whatever was out of place. And I right. asked the judge, okay, why can't you recognize this? What did I do wrong? I need to, I need to go fix this. This is on me. Right. You know, and then I learn and I go back and I fix it. My hope is that I don't ever have to fucking deal with that. But yeah, the right. reality is very possible. It might it very well might happen. But look, then I then I fucking hard lesson to learn, you know? Yeah. But but I've learned a lot of hard lessons. So it's like ultimately I'm okay with it. But mm, yeah. I also am a very confident person. I'm, you know, educated myself to a pretty good level now. That oh, I'm shit, very- dude. Yeah, you lost like eight thousand pounds four times or whatever. It was. <laughs> crazy, dude. That's crazy. I'm, I'm confident in what I'm doing and how I've done it. That that right. that, that wouldn't be the case, you know. And then there yeah. are also like, you know, there are there are people out there who I could you know lean on to help me. You know, I'm I'm a part of a community, and there there are you know people in in the private that have gone through that stuff, mm-hmm. who have you know who I can use as resources that I've created you know, connections with, and, you know, the reality is that, like, I I hope it doesn't ever get to that, but if it does, I just, I'm confident that my evidence is going to be supported because it's been recognized at the highest level, and so it's like, 
then there's a there's a there's a discord between the highest level and you. So mm. I need to go to the next level. Right. I need right. to take this to the next level. Right. Yeah. I, I could only imagine if you'd have like a police officer that would he'd be like so shocked by this and he's like, God, what is this? And you're like, Oh man, you gotta join my private member association. <laughs> a dollar a month and we sit in my garage and smoke weed and we talk about this. <laughs> um let me ask you, how many people do you think right now know about this and then actively go through life this way? Hundreds and hundreds of thousands, if not millions. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, think about it. There's, maybe there's they're the Agent Smiths. Ugh. Well, think about it. There's 300 million people in our country. Allegedly, allegedly, but I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, I agreed. Allegedly, sure. I, I'm, 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 I'm with. I, I'm a. I got to see it to believe it type of guy. Right, right. For, for the most things, right. Yeah. So let's just, for our argument's sake. No, I got you. I got you. Three hundred million people in this country, <laughs> right? Well, if one million people out of three hundred million are doing this, that's fucking a real small percentage. Yeah. Right. True. So yeah. That's why, like, I I know that there's 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 groups all over this country that I've become familiar with and are aware of it. That like, I'm confident by saying hundreds of thousands because that's okay. just to my knowledge. And I think there's people outside of my knowledge yeah. that are doing it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's fucking bankrupt the system and let's get everybody yeah. to do it. No, <laughs> let's let's not let's not bankrupt the system because that's not possible. Let's free yeah. ourselves. Right, right. Like, and that's the kind of understanding that I've had to have. Like, right. I like, let's let's just take care of us, like us three. Let's just take care of us yeah. because the system is going to exist. Because the reality is, not everybody has the capacity for this. So, right. so cr crumbling the system, in my opinion, is not possible. The mm -hmm. system is going to exist. What okay. I think is possible is coexisting with that system and uh, opening, yeah. opening more people's minds to the truth to the reality, to what I believe in, you know, and say, is this for you? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe you, you like doing that. And that's yeah. cool. You love your life. Yeah, the they're the ciphers. They, they want their You're steak cool. to taste like steak. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly, man. Yeah. So it's like I, I, the system, I'm not going to bring it down. And I don't want to be a part of anything that tries to bring it down. Cause I think that's a, a lost cause. What mm -hmm. I want to do is help people help themselves and free themselves from like, right. Hey man, if, if you want to spend some time educating yourself, if you want to spend some time doing some paperwork, if you want to spend some time, you know, learning what what really you deserve, then I can help you do that, mm -hmm. you know? And and it's, for me, it's a better way for me. And it's only for me. I don't, it might not be better for you. Right. But, right. you know, I, I, it's, when I learned about it, it was completely eye-opening. And it was like, you know, wow, what a, mm -hmm. what a reality shock. Because it goes against everything that I, I've had to unlearn everything that I was brainwashed with. Right. That's uh -huh. hard to do. Yeah. It's really hard to do. And not everybody, not everybody's capable of doing that. And that's yeah. okay. Well, it, it makes you question a lot of things, right? Because you yeah. knew that is truth up until that point. Well, it's a hard reality, too, to admit. Like, I, I get what Boy is saying about wanting to burn the system down, you know. Um, but, and, but the, and the hard reality is accepting that it is, bitch ain't going nowhere. But. Right. Think about it this way, too. Uh, we've said numerous times on this show, I know I for sure have, and it was so beneficial to my life to just pretend that their system no longer affects me. Yeah. Like, just on surface level right now, 
not talking about you being a national or anything like that or like discharging debt. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just talking about pretend that there is literally no such thing as a government right now and yeah. your life will just exponentially get better. And I'm not talking about go at robbing and stealing. No, I'm just go to work, support your family, eat healthy, take care of yourself. Like, yeah, it just goes away. Like, well, yeah. I mean, what's reality even mean, right? So it's like, if you want to pretend like that's your reality, you get like, that's the free, like your mindset. We talked about thought and how powerful that is. Like, you know, mm. it's like, I mean, I'm a huge Alan Watts fan and Alan Watts, I mean, fucking brilliant man. But like what's going on inside you together with what's going on outside of you, right? That's the fundamentals of existence. Right. Yeah. Right. What's going on inside of you? What's going on outside of you? That's the fundamentals of existence. Right. And existence is reality. Mm-hmm. So right. what's going on inside of you? If you want to not acknowledge them and, 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 and then that's going on inside of you and then it's going together with what's on the outside of you when you're just going about your business, taking care of your family and doing what you need to do to, to help you and the people you care about. Well, that's your existence. And guess what? That becomes your reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really remarkable too, because, um, there is a lot of, I mean, you mentioned like snakes, uh, in this realm of knowledge, um, shysters, the used car salesman, the, uh, all you got to do is fill out this form mm-hmm. and I'll show you how to do it. If you just pay me $250, you know, yeah. whatever one time fee of seven ninety nine ninety nine or whatever. Um, and I'm, and I'm not saying that those are always wrong. Those, a lot of times, some of them, um, if not at least a majority, you know, that's 50 plus 1%, mm. um, work in the system. It works its way into the system, right? Um, and there's a level of ethics and morality that come with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said when we first started, if you're doing this to just discharge debt and not pay taxes, dude, it's going to fucking, it's going to catch up to you. It will. It really will. It really will. And, and it has to be like a motivation to do it, but also, um, understanding why you're doing it, Mm. you know, because, uh, I think this is actually a question that was posed to you on the show that I heard you on was, um, what, yeah, what's the benefit, right? Like what is like, Sure, it's an inconvenience that I pay registration and that I do all these things, but it protects me, it keeps me safe, it ensures certain things, you know, all these quote-unquote rights that you have. Um, But you have privileges. Mm, Um, There you go. So, and you had said, like, what what does freedom really mean to you? And that's really what it comes down to. Because the system, inconvenience, yeah, it fucking sucks. <laughs> but you know what? It's a lot easier. Yeah. Right now, right, I mean, right now, it's a lot easier. But that's also because we've been conditioned right. to be comfortable mm-hmm. with our wheel. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and let me ask you this, just in your own, both of yours experiences, like what really, really good in your life has come easy? No, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Absolutely so, yeah, nothing. Yeah. That's it's why way, I now uh, have chills. 
masturbation. That's <laughs> the one thing. So it's like, yeah, it's way easier. It's way, it's, it's, it's an inconvenience, but it's like, Hey man, and I look at my life, everything that's great in my life came through like self-sacrifice and hard mm. work and discipline and, and inconvenience, you know? And so it's like, that's like, so I know when I'm when when I'm in the middle of those things that something good is on the back end, right? right? Yeah. I mean, like the joy is in the journey, man, not in the destination. Exactly, right, right. And so it's like you know, what's the final destination? I don't know, but I'm through this process. I'm learning. I'm learning more about who I am, what I'm about. You know, really honing in and, and tightening. You know, my mm. my core beliefs and values, right? But because. Look, I can become addicted to anything. I, mm -hmm. I've proven that in my life. Food, alcohol, drugs, women, it, all, all these things, right. right? But what I've found is the most dangerous thing for me today, right, to be addicted to are my thoughts and beliefs. Right. Right? And so it's like I can't become, I can't become tied, hardwired into what I think and I believe, mm -hmm. right? Because I can become addicted to those things. Yeah. Right. And, and when, yeah. when I'm addicted to my thoughts and my beliefs, just like nobody could get, get that bottle out of my hand. Yep. Heading down that wrong course, you know, at, you know, yep. Hurling towards my end. Right. I can still do that and become intoxicated by what I think and what I believe in. And so that's something I have to be uber aware of. Right. right? Not to even, even with this status process and, 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 and all this, private American national stuff, right? Not like, I can't be, I can't like grip onto this like this, right? I'd right. be open-minded and understand that, that there's always more to know. And the only thing I know for sure is that I know nothing. Right. Right. And the most important thing is, is what I don't know and not what I know. Right. That's so true. That's so, so true. Um, so I do have one final question for you as we get to the end of the show here, boy, I don't know if you have anything that you want to ask before we get out of here. But I'll just go ahead and ask this real quick, and you can be as brief or extended as you want. Um, but what would you recommend the very first thing somebody who wants to do this do? Is it like, you know, read this book or or watch this video or file this piece of paper or, you know, something like that? Um, if they want to do it on their own or if would you recommend saying, hey, you got to find somebody – like myself, like others, to to help you start the process, you know, get you to tread water on your own before I kind of let you go? It's a great question. Um, well, the first place I would say somebody should start, well, if you're the physical process, physical process portion, portion pardon me, I would say find your birth certificate or live uh, certificate of live birth. That's the first physical thing I would do, mm -hmm. right? Find that and then make sure you have possession of that and then have that in your possession. And then as you're going through this, know that like, th that's the first step that I did in all this is had that dual authenticated, right? Okay. I showed you guys the federal and, and the state authentication mm -hmm. saying this, you know, and then they put that in your live record. So now like when I order, you know, vitalists, I think it is that you like, if you, you need a copy of your birth certificate. They, you know, they're like, the, they have a monopoly on it. Right. right. There's only one company that you can vital statistics or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, right. So then 
it's registered in there. So that's in that system and that's your birth certificate or your certificate of live birth. Right. So that's the first physical thing I would do is make sure you just find that. And so you can prepare for the process. Right. Right. <clears throat> I would say the most important thing to do is, is, uh, watch podcasts like this and then reach out to people and start to network. And then yeah, like, like the group that I'm a part of, like, like I found this man down in Florida and like, he vetted me pretty hard. Right. Because he's like, I like if you're in this just to discharge debt or not pay taxes, like I like because I'm a student. Yeah. Right. And yeah. That's you're an extension he, of his representation. Right, yeah. Right. I'm his student. And so, you know, through this process, as I've gone through the steps, like we've had like tests or classroom studies. Right. And yeah. so it's like like he, and he'll sit there and be like, do you understand why you're doing this paperwork? Do you know what your notice of interest means? Do you know what your declaration of status means? Mm-hmm. And, it, and I would do my best answer. He's like, well, like, that's no, kind of correct. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no like, clue. But that's, that, that's why this guy was for me. You know, there's other right. organizations who don't believe in changing your status. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I like, so I would, I would say, go find something that and, and exhaust every avenue and find what's, what resonates for you. Mm-hmm. And then, and then pursue that, you know, cause there's people that are in my community that had tried several other different ways. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like my partner, she, she's, a, she did this a whole different way than I did before I even met her, mm-hmm. you know, and now we're kind of cross-referencing like oh, okay. what she's, she's done and what I've done. And, and, you know, she's, you know, working on her trust and, you know, she did something, you know, put something out in the public decorating the private and like, you know, so I'm kind of like, well, maybe I should do this. So I, you know, and it's like, because there are so many different ways to do this. Mm-hmm. The most important thing about any way that you do it is to learn it and have it make sense to you. Right. Right. Because <sighs> look, if it doesn't make sense to you, then when you're right. standing in, 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 a, in front of a judge trying to explain this, you're fucked. Yeah. You are absolutely, exactly. you, you got no chance, right? Yeah. Because you don't even know what to believe. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm standing in front of a judge, using the right language, telling them who I am, submitting the right paperwork, and I'm in full authenticity of who I am, displaying it, uh, manifesting the inside me on the outside, displaying that, well, it's indisputable. Right. It really right. is. Right. I mean, who could stand in front of me and, and deny what well, this man is somebody else? Right. You know? Right. It's like, how could, like, you can't. And, and so that's the, like, that's the most important thing. You gotta, you gotta find out who you are. Right. And and now who I am today, you know, if you would have asked me that question 10 years ago, I would have said, well, I'm Jacob Patrick Gutierrez. I was born in Oval Park, Kansas. I went to St. Thomas Aquinas high school and I played soccer at Western Illinois. I'm a radio producer. Um, I'm a son of Bob and Debbie Gutierrez. I'm a middle son of three brothers. Uh, the, the reality is none of that's who I am. Uh, yeah, right. I'm a cake, right. not an ice cream guy. <laughs> <laughs> none of that's who I am today. Right. Right. Those are all things that I do and have done and that I've been born into. But who I am today is I'm I'm an eternal spirit soul being living a human condition. Right. That's what that, that's that's who I am. Right. Pierre Tillyard de Chardin has that saying, you know, I'm I'm not a human being having a spiritual experience. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Mm-hmm. That's that's who I am. That's what I am. Yeah. 
That's 100%. dope. That's dope, man. That's so crazy. Um, well, why don't we wrap it here, man? This was awesome. Yeah, this um, was great. You know, you know, my my favorite part about all of this is um, watching so many different methods that people use and the level of just regular people, mm-hmm. right? That are not like superheroes or crazy brainiacs. They're just blessing a way that they had enough ability to sit down and pay attention and to read and to learn and then to be able to explain it to you like a child would be able to do um, is really kind of cool. Right. And and like you said, man, it's, it's not for everybody. Um, and of course, there is a lot of benefits to the system, right? Or, or being not the system, but being out of the system, but using the system. Yeah. Um, that that are, are beneficial, of course. Um, and love them or hate them, there are some benefits from just being in the matrix, from being in the system, um, because we've been operating at this type of capacity for X amount of years now, and we've gotten a comfortability with it. Yeah, we bitch and we complain and we gripe and we're like, oh yeah, you'd love another hour of work out of me, wouldn't you? And you go in and you give it to them. So what's, you know, um, because it's beneficial at the end of it, because I know that I can take care of my offspring by doing this. I mean, that we, you know, you need revenue to exist in this world for most of us. And that, mm-hmm. you know, and so like to, you got to play that game. And so it's like pick and choose the games you want to play. And the reality is like, I'm still part of the matrix, right? I have a, I have a, an entity that I put into the matrix when I want to play. Yeah. Right. I still have a, a an employer, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, except the employer doesn't employ the spirit soul being that I mean, it employs this little piece that I put into there and they pay that right. person, they get out. And the, you know, it's like, I just, I, I get to choose, you know, and yeah. big country. I get it. Like I don't have children, so it makes it really easy for me right now. You know, it, you mm-hmm. know, lie down the road, you know, I hope one day maybe that's in my future, you know, but yeah, but it's, you know, and, and my hope is that when I do get there, I'm super prepared and, and, right. and ready to to educate this this so i can change the direction of what things are going like i'm not and what i mean by that is just for me and in my ancestry right Right. not not change the system but change me and in the people that come after me right to give them a better fear right so they can say you know grandpa jake was pretty awesome he helped us do all this stuff right you know like that like that that's, that's ultimately because you know, I'm not a father. I have nieces and nephews and, and you know, and, and like, I just want what's best for them. Right. You know, I'm sure big country, you want what's best for you. You know, boy, totally. I, you just want what's best for your, your wife and children. It's like, yeah. you know, you're willing to, you know, step in front of traffic for those kids, you know? Mm, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Like, so it's like, I want, I want to help make that easier, but also I know the, how little control as a parent you know, ultimately you would have, cause I look at my parents and they love me to death. They did the mm-hmm. best they could for me. You know, we butted right. heads a lot and like, right. it couldn't get through to me until after they were gone. Yeah. You know, but that was part of them getting through to me right. because they did step in traffic for me literally. Right. right? They, they took the ultimate sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? Cause it took them going through their transition for me to hit my absolute rock bottom. Right. Right. And so it's like, 
they gave up their lives so their son could have the best life possible. Yeah. Now I did take action and I had to change some things and I had to decide, you know, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and enough is enough. Right. But, you know, ultimately like that had to come on me, but I had a nice helping push. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, um, listen, let's wrap it here. Boy, do you have anything for Jake you want to say? Ask or I don't, man. I, I love these kinds of shows. We've had several guests on. Um, and like you said, like compiling information from all these corners that uh you know we've we've visited, it it definitely paints a clearer picture of obvious reasons why. Um and I think everybody should take note and kind of you know, grab for their freedom, take it back into their own hands. Yeah, no one, no one knows what's better for you than you. Exactly. Right. But, but for that to work, you have to know who you are. Yeah, that's right. Oh, um, here on Rockfin, uh, any word has been in the chat here. He says uh, the right certificate of live birth. I remember uh, is it's the long form birth certificate. Is like I think the official name of it. Right. This is the first one you get. I mean, the one I have. Straight up says certificate of live birth on it. I'll show okay. You. I mean, I don't know if you want to see it. I'll just show. You know, I have it right here. I mean, it, so I, I think they're two completely different things. I mean, they were for me. Um, and, and look, all this comes down to the state that you. Yeah, you, might be might be different each per state. state. Yeah. Let's see if you can see here. See, certificate, yeah, certificate of, live, of live birth, yeah, right there. And so, and that, I mean, and before I had it authenticated, it just looked like this this little half piece of paper. Yeah, okay, I got you, I got you. And okay, then, yeah, now, I think now it just, looks like this, and it's like it's connected through a, you know, a rivet. It's rivet. Oh, it's like, a rivet. Okay, it's riveted together with these two forms. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. So all, all three of these are now one document. Gotcha. Okay. And, okay. And they are the ones they are the ones that riveted this. They're the ones that authenticated it. And so like, you know, so you know what I mean? So it's like Yeah. Yeah, that's super wild. No, let me let me ask you this before we let you go and, and we'll give you an opportunity to, to shout everything out um, where people can sign up to get the um, pre order of your book, um, follow you on Instagram, things like that. Um, is is this a um, financially taxing process as far as f- f- fee costs and things like that? Um, not really. I mean, man, when I think about it, I mean, look, the paperwork uh, costs money, like mailing shit out, uh, certified mail and, and registered mail. I mean, it costs money, but I mean, I'm talking like, your time is the biggest expense by far. I mean, I maybe am, I don't know, down the road. So I started this process February of 22. So February of last year. Okay. So February 22. So, uh, what's I can't remember. So next year will be two years doing this. So, um, but like I didn't have my declaration of status done to like May of 22 and my trust came later on in into 22 and then I set up a, a DBA which is doing business as uh-huh. um, so I mean all these steps you know and and financially I might be I don't know 
2k into it maybe oh okay i mean i'm i i haven't sat down and done all all the math but like you know when i send out six things in my trust you know that was you know certified mail big thick envelopes you know uh you know that was a couple hundred dollars when i sent you know like there's fees to have their birth certificate authenticated you know 40 50 bucks 75 bucks you know when i did my declaration of status i needed copies of it sent back to me you know 200 uh, actually the receipt's still on this so when i had my declaration of status recorded it's called recording your declaration of status so i had my declaration of status recorded uh with six copies back it was 350 dollars that's not bad no i mean nothing you know some of the shit i used to i mean that was a bar tab and you know back in my drinking days on the fucking hard weekend you know? right <laughs> so you know uh you know i it, it's it, it's it, it can be taxing i suppose if you you know i mean there's people that charge you five ten thousand dollars to do some of this stuff um that hasn't been my experience um you know, just through me going through some of that stuff, seeing people, you know, asking people how much they charge, what they do, you know, and, and like I said, that might be worth every penny of it to you. If you if that's what resonates with you and that's what you believe in. And this guy is, you know, saying something that makes sense and, you know, then more power to it. But like, sure, I, I mean, like I said, my man hours is way more. You know, if I would, yeah, you know, the time if, is I was, if, if I was working $30 an hour, that would have been, you know, right. Been, I couldn't even, I, I couldn't even give you my best guess on, because it's like, it becomes, it becomes almost like a, I don't want to say a hobby, but it kind of like, because I'll just sit there and listen to podcasts and that are educating me and, and, yeah. and you know, that are, I'm listening to conversations about how, you know, so it's like, it interests me. So it's not like it's not like I'm actually working, working, but I'm also like investing time and energy into it and educating myself. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's nothing ridiculous. Like I, from my experience, I don't you know, I can only speak for what I've done and how I've gone about it. That's so awesome. Jacob, I want to thank you so much. <coughs> Excuse me. I appreciate your guys' time. Of course. Yeah, this has been an outstanding episode. Your story is incredible. I felt the hooligans and hooliganettes out there needed to hear it. So I do want to thank you for stopping by and, and spending a couple hours with us. But where can people find your book, sign up for the pre-order, and follow you? Yeah, so the best place to pre-order the book is on on my website. It's samuraiofsoul.com. It's been scrolling at the bottom. Thanks to you. There it is. Uh, samuraiofsoul.com. You can find me on – I'm not on Facebook. I don't do Facebook. Um Twitter or X, whatever. I don't think I'll ever call it X. I just, just <laughs> I don't think anybody does. <laughs> right, right. Good for Elon, though, man. <laughs> um, at Jake Goody, J-A-K-E-G-U-T-I. Uh, on Instagram, pretty active on Instagram, at Jake Goody there as well. Um, and so you can email me on the website. You know, I do like, you know, I do like, I call it personal wellness. Uh, you know, it it's life coaching and there's some good pictures there's me eating the steak god damn <laughs> <laughs> that was me in vegas with that Man. mustache as a long night yeah yeah you're a big boy yeah six six three uh 374 man 
Goodness. Damn. Man. Look at that. Yeah. So I, you know, I just did my first Take ultra that, in March. Simmons. Yeah, dude, my first ultra ran forty-two point four two miles. Holy March. shit! So, oh um, my god! Yeah, uh, I'm a little I only, dude. I only run from bullets and fire, my man. That's <laughs> <laughs> I only run if I have to. I, I absolutely have to. I get it. It's, but it's, you know, it's one of those things that helps my mental clarity. I, you know, it's for my mental wellness more for than sure. Because I don't like it. I'll be honest. I'm the first one to say I don't like it, but I know I, I like the way it makes me feel after I'm done with it. Right. So, uh, yeah. So Jake Goody on Instagram, uh, Jake Goody on Twitter, samuraisol.com. And I thank both of you. It's great to make this connection, man. I hope to yeah. uh, do it again sometime. And I, yeah, I'm working sure. on a podcast of my own. So maybe get you guys yeah. on together and we wrap yeah. on there and just talk about it. some. Uh, dude, we can go down the hole of some serious conspiracies. We didn't really oh, yeah. touch any. Man, yeah, but, you know, I, that'd I be dope. spend all day talking about that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, sure. I appreciate the platform you guys gave me and let me get my voice out there and uh, just, you know, helping people help themselves. That's what I'm all about, man. That's, yeah. you know, that's why I try to make my daily purpose. That's awesome. It's incredible, man. So, yeah, that's right. Hooligans, if you want to check out his book, it is scrolling at the bottom of your screen right now. It's going to be linked in the episode description. Uh, of course, we'll have his uh, social media and all that linked on there as well. You got to give this guy a follow. Um, maybe it'll spark something in your life so you can be um, living a better life, as I think we all should be. Yeah. But that is it for this episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I've been Big Country. I'm Boy. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Take care.